The change god Zinch is anarchy incarnate, a deity who revels in madness, mutation, and unbound sorcery. Great swaths of the mortal realms have been remade in his image. Once pristine forests and glittering cities have been transformed into sanity-shredding wastelands where warped and tentacled abominations roam. Crystalline towers jut from the earth and infernos of raw magic turn the skies into a kaleidoscope of vile colors. This is the fate that Zinch wishes to inflict upon all of reality. For his mortal disciples, Zinch covets men and women of ambition, those who desire power above all and employ duplicitous means to achieve it. Schemes and machinations are the change god's delight, and he encourages such individuals with hushed whispers and promised boons, ensnaring them in his own unimaginably complex plots like puppets on a string. In an age of expansion and settlement, with the god-king Sigmar's great Dawnbringer Crusades crisscrossing the realms and founding strongholds atop sites of potent magical power, there are infinite possibilities for the changer of the ways and his minions to bring about the storm of murderous mayhem. Gathering in the shadows of civilization, the disciples of Zinch work to bring about the collapse of order and destroy the tyranny of reason. They commit the vilest rituals of murder and desecration, reciting arcane phrases to summon forth demons from beyond the veil. When the time of the uprising dawns, these Arcanites surge from their hidden lairs, screaming praises to Almighty Zinch as they hurl searing bolts of witch flame at their foes. Tearing their way into reality come the scintillating hosts of the Change God, cavorting, garishly colored, demons wreathed in raw magic whose sudden arrival sets the very air aflame. To battle such a dreadful host is to challenge the inevitable, to set one's sword arm against fate itself. Those foolish enough to do so are likely to hear the demented cackling of Zeech in the back of their minds before they're immolated in a tide of coruscating flames. The God King's ignorant crusaders fail to grasp a simple truth. Change is inevitable. And those who deny it condemn themselves to an eternity of madness and torment. Welcome to the Garage, you tools, for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a few laughs along the way. Bringing you demons and Arcanites and lots of lots of feathers. I'm Dave oh, yeah. Whitek, and with me, as always, Chris Walker. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, buddy? Too much. Ugh. It's been uh, busy reading about our feathered friends here. It's been very busy, and uh, ugh, but I'm so close to getting past like the busiest season of my life. I'm so excited. So that's good. Yeah, I'm just uh, I, I just got to make it to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I if everything goes the right way, I'm done with grad school at the end of the year, which means rather than spend four of my seven nights a week just cranking through homework every week, mm-hmm. I'll have time to to do this more, which. <laughs> Let's face it. This is my real passion. Teaching is for the birds. <laughs> just, just as Zinch plans it. Yep. Uh, okay. So listen. Before we get rolling, though, we should thank the sponsors, like Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios. 
Six Squared Studios. For all your basing needs, your MDF needs, your 3D printing needs, Six Squared Studios are the boys you need. And let's not forget Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois, where there's always something happening at Grognards. Yeah. Ah. I, was just there. I was just there last week. Yeah, I gotta try. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to sneak over there this weekend, but Lord knows, it's I. I don't even know if I'm gonna get out of my house. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's that busy. We're get, we're very close to Halloween. It's a hectic yeah. time at my house. So, oh, thank you. Uh, oh, let's not forget the Patreon patrons. All of our sponsors from Patreon. Those people who make this show and every show we do possible. That includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patron, Nick Vincent. Nick Vincent, thank you. Thank you to all our patrons, past, present, and those considering in the future. Um, I just, and I want to thank all the people who are still listeners who have had, you know, who are not patrons. Uh, we've had a lot of, you know, right now, financial times are rough, and a lot of people have dropped and then have emailed me and said, look, I feel real bad. I had to drop. I'm like, don't feel bad, dude. You don't owe me a darn thing, you know? It's, yeah. uh, I So I just want to go on the record for saying everybody who's ever been a patron on Patreon, thank you as well, because you guys are all awesome, okay? Uh also, let's jump into that voicemail. Chris, did you know we have voicemail? Mm, I've heard tale of it. Yes, and those tales are all true. The voicemail exists. If you wanted to leave, not you, Chris, you don't need to leave voicemail. You can just call me. <laughs> but if a listener wanted to leave a voicemail, they could just call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's right, 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Call the number, leave the voicemail, it gets on the show. Kind of like these. We have four. Wow. I'm going to do them in length order because we've got some real quick ones, and so we'll get through some of these. So let's get this one first. Here we go. Hi, James. This is Andrew from Baltimore, Maryland. I just want to call in. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, listen to every episode and keep them coming. Thanks for all you do. Take care. Nice. Thank you. Short and to the point. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew likes the show. Andrew listens. That's what I like. Listen, now Andrew has homework. Andrew, get some friends who play with you to listen. That, there you go. That's your assignment. Kind of like Fight Club, except I'm not going to have you go destroy <laughs> a piece of corporate art. All right. Next one. Uh, this is another quick one. This one is from someone in Salt Lake. Uh, the Google Translate is a little weird, so let's do this. Hold on. Here's the next one. Hey, you tools. It's Matt out here in Salt Lake. I was going to call a little earlier, but I figured, you know what? It's October. Why don't I give you a thematic question? Dave, I know in the past you've mentioned you've been a horror movie aficionado. I'm looking to up my game. Got any good recommendations for me? Anyways, keep it up, guys. Love the show. Oh, that's a loaded question. We could do a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it totally depends on what type of horror you're into. Um... I love zombie movies. Uh, I always have, ever since I was a little kid. Night of the Living Dead. Dawn of the Dead is like one of my favorite movies of all time. The original, not the remake. I don't like fast zombies. The black and white one? No, that's Night of the Living Dead. Dawn of the Dead was 78. That was the George Romero in the shopping mall uh, one, which was, it's just brilliant. In fact, I'm going to see it with my good friend Jason Tick uh, a week from today. 
Wow. We're, uh, we're going to see it in 3D on the big screen. You driving up to Wisconsin? No, it's it's here. He said oh, he okay. wanted to come see it, and so I grabbed us tickets, and, and we're going to see this. I am so excited. Wow, that's cool. Um, Oh, jeez. Seriously, uh, maybe I'll do some sort of a post, uh, you know, and just put something up uh, on the Garage Hammer page of some of my favorite horror movies because this is mm. a that's a question I was not prepared for, and there's so many. Uh, I mean, I love, I love sla- I grew up with eighty slasher films, so I love that stuff. Yeah, um, I love the I love the newer stuff. I love like the, the weird the all What's, the what? doll horror movies that they put out and that stuff. I like I like, I like some of the outer space horror stuff. That stuff's good too. Mm-hmm. What's uh, the What's the Warhammer one where they go into the warp? That's a, a final Event Horizon. Or event final? Horizon. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. That movie, and I wish we could see the un- the uh, the director's cut because that movie, from what I understand, lost like fifteen or twenty minutes of some quality horror really? nonsense. Yeah, they were. They're like, oh no, no, you can't. Like, <laughs> no, they made them cut a lot out of that. Yeah. Um, Have you been watching the? The TV show, the Hellraiser TV show. I have not had a chance yet, but I do love Hellraiser, so I am mm. planning on watching it. I'm just trying to get caught up on stuff. Yeah, right now, like I haven't finished. Uh, I haven't finished uh, Rings of Power. I'm not caught up with House of the Dragon. Uh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just not caught up with things. So yeah. But um, it, like I said, it depends on what kind of things you like. Like I like Cronenberg stuff. I like weird body horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, the only thing I don't really like is torture porn. I yeah, I'm not, in, no, like, like the Saw movies, like those things. Yeah, like a hostile, yeah. like, hey, look, we mm-hmm. kidnapped this person and now we're just going to cut parts of them off for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and then, yeah. uh, and then maybe they'll get away, maybe we'll kill them at the end. I don't, I can't, I just, yeah. it's, it, and it's funny because Heather likes those movies. <laughs> You know, but she's like a nurse, so none of that bothers her. But I'm mm. like, it's just, it, it's, it's not the the special effects. It's not the gore. Gore doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's they're so ugly. Yeah, that's it's just. Yeah, I don't yeah, need to see that. Yeah, the concept of we're just going to kidnap somebody and then cut parts of them off on screen. There's no plot. It's just that. Mm-hmm. The, the, here's the plot: Does he get away or does he die? Either way, I'm not gonna. It's not. It's not for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. I mean, oh God, I watch so many horror movies too. So you know what? I'll put a post on the Facebook page of some of my favorites and recommendations in the different genres. Oh my gosh! I'll put up a slasher one. I'll put up a an old classics one. I'll put mm-hmm. up a monster one. I'll put up a. I'll put up some body horror. Cronenberg. Oh, there you go. Listen, if you want to watch some good horror, you, you watch anything by David Cronenberg. Is so really just give a, give a movie name, a title. So if you don't know who he is, you can just... Um, the, the 80s Fly was Cronenberg. Videodrome. Okay, Videodrome is Cronenberg. That's a weird movie. That's a good one. So, But okay, I, that, I, I'm starting to digress greatly. Mm. So let's go to the next call. And like I said, I will get that posted. And uh, yeah, yeah. This is my favorite time of year, really. This is my holiday season. Like before, you know, people people go into the into the stores and see all the Halloween decorations and mm-hmm. I'm shopping for stuff to put in my house all year round. So... <laughs> All right, next call. Hey, Dave. My name's Jeremy. 
I live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I I don't even play Age of Sigmar or 40K, but I really love listening to your podcast and talking about the lore. I I, I just finished listening to After Eleanor, the first uh, ten books again for the second time, and I really oh, wish you would have finished that. But Whoa. yeah, like yeah. I gotta edit. I just want to tell you that I love listening to you talk about the lore, and it really helps me get dialed into this stuff. And I, I hope that you're having a good day, and I hope that everything is good with you. And I'll try to listen to some more of the 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 hobby and war podcasts, even though I don't even play this game. So yeah. Bye-bye. Well, okay, thanks cool. for listening. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, Greg, Dan, and I, that's one of the things that we talked about once I'm done with grad school. We're going to go back and start posting up the After Illinois again. Um, we're going to try to... I'm in for that if you'll have a third person on that. Cool. Man. Yeah, as long... Yeah, um, we've got the first bunch of episodes down. Whatever Mm. book we ended on, we're just going to pick up there. And the plan is to do that every once in a while, um, especially now that the series is done. So we actually Mm -hmm. have... uh, Like, we we know kind of what's going to... What we have to cover. Yeah. And it's definitely a finite thing, and we'll get that happening. Mm-hmm. Of course, after that's done, then he's, I, I know Greg, he's going to want to go back and do like the Primarchs books and things like that. But <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I tell well, you the what. Siege of, the Siege of Terror books, you got to do. Well, that's of a course, separate, but that's, it's a separate series, isn't it? No, that's still, that's, that's, that's just, that's you're still, like. still counting that? I mean, that's, I guess so. It is, because it is. It's the, it's the yeah. end of the heresy, but it's, it, it's, you know, mm. it's, it's like, you know, when you have a series of movies, but they've, all got a different title it's just that's just that's part of it that's absolutely yeah. part of it we would definitely do that why would you get up to that part and not do it so we're gonna do all and honestly i tell you this if we ever do finish oh good gravy if we ever do finish all of those uh how many are there's a lot dude i think there's like 60 or 70 i swear <laughs> if we do finish them all then i swear whatever greg wants to cover next i'll do because it yeah. it I, that's a promise that's it was so far in the future I'm not even worried about it. I'll be dead yeah. before we finish did you guys do fl- did you guys do Flight of the Eisenstein did we you got up to far? like book 10 or 11 yeah Flight of the Eisenstein is one of my favorites do you hear that noise that sounds like making cookies noise yes yeah that's in the background at my house sorry oh no 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 <laughs> uh, I'm sorry it's my, my my stupid my stupid computer keeps binging to dunging and and like showing me that I have mail, and I'm starting oh. to get really irritated because it shouldn't be doing this, and I'm trying to get it to stop. And I don't hear it on this end. Oh well, good. Then hopefully it's not showing up on the show because I I don't know if it's coming in on this or not. If it did, I apologize, listeners. I can't figure out how to make my computer stop doing that because I am basically computer illiterate. So uh, I am. I'm the worst. I am the old man now. I'm like, come over here and set this clock for me on my VCR. <laughs> God bless America. The next commercial break, remind me, because I'm uh, here. Turn off all notifications. There we go. God bless America. Here we go. All right. Last voicemail from, and if you had to guess who this was from, 
mm-hmm. based on with no clues, just your average caller. You got to guess. Do I get to listen to it first? Or well, no. He says who it is all the time. Oh. This is this is this is our regular. We only have one regular. Oh, okay, I know who it is. It's Brandon calling from the Pork Chop Express. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is Brandon from Columbia and the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking those tools in the garage. And I was just finishing up the uh, lore episode for Skaven, and I'm so happy to be hearing about my uh, favorite rat army. They were my first army back in uh, 1996. Oh, my. Warhammer Fantasy. Man, that was a minute ago. A um, couple <laughs> things. Number one, um, still wondering what you've got planned for your... Um, your big anniversary episode. Um, so, uh, so 300, I mean, that's a pretty big milestone. I mean, I know 10 years is awesome, but I mean, it is 300 episodes. So what you got planned for that? Um, next, um, do you guys think that the Skaven are kind of like the fantasy army for like this, the comedic relief? I mean, because they are hilarious. Um, and just <laughs> thinking about them visually makes me think that it's, it, it would just be funny in a movie. Um, and uh, lastly, please keep the Skeletor Nagash references slash um, impressions going. They're hilarious. Thank you very much. Have a good one, guys. Bye. I don't take orders, you furry fool. <laughs> 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 I'm glad somebody appreciates my stupidity. Is that my the gash or, was that the gash or Skeletor? Yes! <laughs> Archon, get over here. Rub polish on my feet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wow, where did that come from? All right, so that's all the voicemails. Um, I don't know. Are Skaven the comic relief? You know hmm. what? The orcs used to be the comic relief. Right. And that's kind of gotten dropped. Yes. I mean, I really feel like, I mean, they, they've still got the whole soccer hooligan thing, but before it was almost oh, silly. Yeah. Now yeah, they're, they're, they've become far more brutal and cunning, it feels the like. A, I think the AOS, Age of Sigmar, orcs are much more serious than the Warhammer Fantasy orcs. Yes. And they're also more serious than the 40K orcs. The, the 40K orcs are still kind of... They're, they're just weird. Yeah, and they haven't really changed I love that them. much. They're still, they still got that vibe to them. I love you them, know. though. I love yeah. it. If I got back to playing 40K, I might. Uh, that might be the army I'd want to play. Mm. I mean, here's the thing. There's so many cool armies in there. I'd love to play Tau. Just because those models are so cool, yeah. Um, I do love my Space Marines. Everybody knows I love a good Space Marine. Uh, and honestly, I don't care which which Legion I had to play. I love me some Space Marines. Yeah. Um, but man, I just pay, I just painted I just painted a Blood Angels kill team. Really? So, so when we get to play, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Have you gotten a couple games into that yet? I've I have I have not played at all. Okay, so we are definitely doing that as soon as we can. Because yeah. that's that's a that's a must. Because yeah. honestly, we can make an e- we can make an evening of that. You'll get four or five games in easy yeah, in like I'm, two hours, in less than I, it would I, take us to play AOS. Yeah, I painted uh, six Blood Angels intercessors. Yeah, and I like went all out, like did like edge highlighting, you name it, on these guys. So nice. 
I actually got a game in of Kill Team recently, and uh-huh. I got to play with the Harlequins. Oh, that's okay. looking nice. Uh, Harlequins, once I got used to how that worked, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of shooting in this game, and everybody's shooting, and you get up close, and it gets bloody. Harlequins don't even have long-range shooting. They have they run up to you, and they gut you. It's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, the, um, the Intercessors... They have, a, they have a good mix, actually. They can, I mean, they're the uh, the assault intercessors are they are brutal in combat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the 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 harlequins get a lot of attacks and really easy hits. Like I yeah. was playing with Rotor and uh, had his Space Marines, and I did not win. But that's because the first half of the game, I totally played it wrong. Once I realized, mm-hmm. I just started charging him like as fast mm-hmm. as I can, get up there, get up to him, and it was just like whoosh. I was. I took out a couple of Space Marines in like one round of combat in hand to hand. Like not. A, I mean. Not a couple with one guy, but like yeah. I took out one with one guy. Another guy runs up, takes out his because you get a decent roll on this, and you are messing stuff up. It was mm-hmm. so much fun, but that is not the point of this episode. I will move along. Right. Um, yeah, Skaven are kind of the. I, I, if you're going to have a comic relief, I think it is the Skaven uh, in that weird sort of hyperactive stuff exploding around them, mad scientists. Lots of just death. Yeah. The death count there would be almost comedic with all the rats and everything just blow. It would be just like so over the top that even in the midst of a battle, it would be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they just don't care. Their leader, the Skaven leaders just don't care. No. Know? Yeah. No, and then and then you get a guy riding by in a doom wheel just cackling like a maniac. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then some other guy with a with a with a you know, a napalm thrower. Jumps up and accidentally fries half of his friends, and while he's giggling, the guy behind him knocks him. He flips it around, burns himself up. That is exactly what that would look like if you put that on on film. And so that would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that's all the voicemails. So that's everything. Um, You know what? Let's do take a break. I know we were just going to jump right into the book, but let's take a break because we've been going for over 20 minutes uh, and now we can sort of split it up and we're going to come back with lore. We're doing lore and war in this one episode. And then next episode, I think that's episode 300. I'm Mm. not certain what we're going to do for that. I don't necessarily want to do another book review, even though the next one is Realm Lords and I kind of really like that book. Um, but what don't I sounds like? like? Sounds like we should. Sounds like we should commemorate it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But how? I think maybe we should just uh, maybe do a big old hobby and just fun episode. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But what we're gonna do now is take a break, and when we come okay. back, Zeech lore. Let's do it. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, 
Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. How's it going? So, Zinch. A couple of things. Love the cover. Yep. Um, A beast man. It's not a Zangor Zangor shaman. Zangor shaman. Yeah. On a disc. Beast Uh, man. Zangor, yeah. Yeah. um, I love the cover. I love the artwork in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that people. I know I know people who play this army who feel like this was just a cleanup and a bit of a nerf, and I don't know how the army plays that well to mm-hmm. to, to know all that stuff. Um, I did not have time to go and just sit with the other book. I was doing. I've been doing that with the Lumineth Realm Lords book. Actually, sitting with yeah. the other book and noting the differences. But I actually know that army in the first place, so I knew what to look for. Yeah, I mean, I played the old Zinch book a ton, so so good. Um, but I, I, what I've seen, I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like fun. There's a lot yep. of cool stuff, and I think. And as I was going through this book, uh, I was at, I, I, we had a late start yesterday because it's the when you know the the professional development mornings that they do at school where they Mm -hmm. give you all the rah-rah. And so I was sitting in the back reading my Zinch book. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, my friend next to me was looking over and he's like, what is this? And he picks it up. He's like, Disciples of Tzinch. He's like, yeah, this looks like something you would like. And and normally he doesn't go after my, my, you know, he ignores my Warhammer stuff. Yeah. But what grabbed him was as I was flipping through it, I'd gotten through the lore, and I was kind of paging forward to start looking at some of the rules and figuring out mm-hmm. how I wanted to break it up for the episode. And I, instead of just jumping to the back, I was kind of just going easy because I was in this meeting. Yeah. So I just kind of easily, gently flipping the pages, and I was going through all the pictures of all the models. Yeah. And it just really grabbed his attention. And then I was sitting there trying to look at it, not from the look of a guy who just sees all these books all the time and is kind of used to how good this stuff looks. Mm-hmm. And I'm, th- I'm just which looking. which which model got his attention? Oh, I don't remember. He was looking over at me just for a little bit, and then he was yeah. like, "What is this?" Yeah. And so he had seen a few pages at least. Um, you know, my guess is, you know, some of these pages have those big the the warfare spreads. There's like you yeah. know the few models and the pictures of the battle, yeah. and I think the battle pictures are what caught his attention. And then he started yeah. really looking at it. But my favorite picture is the it's one at the beginning it's a piece of art but it's a it's a full two pages it's the nurgle versus zinch battle oh the battle that always yeah the like the second page big battle spread oh my god i love that all the books have that by the way yeah i was on the i was on the train yesterday just i just like i probably spent 10 minutes just looking at this you know i mean it's just so awesome it's so like i go yeah the lord of changes like coming through like the portal like he's like coming into the battle through the realm gate you yep. know 
Yep, yep. And then then in the background, there's another Lord of Change just, like, blasting a great unclean one with, like, his staff. And you can see, like, the, you know, the Nurgle, like, landscape in the in the background. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, I like that it's Zeech I, I, it's fighting really, Nurgle. Really, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's chaos. You would think they would be fighting something that's not chaos. Mm-hmm. But they these two dislike each other enough. Like normally you don't see it's that it's, you know, one of the four chaos gods against one of the four chaos gods. That's yeah. not how, but this picture was. And you mm-hmm. know what? You're right. Because you can sit and look at all the, I mean, they put a lot of work into this picture. There's a lot of little details in the background if you're looking around trying yeah. to pay attention. Um, I love all of these two page spreads of the battles. Mm-hmm. They're always mm-hmm. really cool. This one is particularly cool. I it's think. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All the little demons rushing out between the feet of that Z- that uh, Lord of Change in the back mm-hmm. left. Yep. Yeah, it's great. But so I'm looking at this and I'm kind of flipping through the pictures and I'm looking and I just I think of all the armies for Age of Sigmar. I think this is and I don't think I'm saying anything that's surprising or new here, but this is just what popped into my head. I think this is a painter's army. Always, I mean, Zinch has always been like that, right? Yeah, it's just got so many things to paint, so many details to put in, and mm-hmm. I mean, all the new models are detailed, but the 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 riot of color, yeah, that Zinch brings with it, um, the 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 variety of shapes and and angles and curves and all. Uh, this is uh, of all the armies, I can't even probably in forty k too. Like, yeah, you could paint up Harlequins and there's a lot of, you know, getting the checks right and stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. But I think just for pure painting and all the different opportunities every model gives you, I think Zinch yeah. is the, from both from both well, systems, that's the army, the painter's yeah, I mean, army. And there's tons of conversions you can do with this because what are you going to do, make it more chaotic, you know, add a couple more tentacles? I mean, yeah. See, I always, and I always think of like the Nurgle stuff is the most easily and, you know, able to be. Um, converted because mm-hmm. you can add on little bits of things here, little bumps and part pustules sure. and things, yeah. and add on or add on or cover up eyeball. Like Nurgle, if it looks a little weird, it's like, well, it's Nurgle. It's supposed to be kind of gross, right? You know, but this one too, it's just like you said, add some tentacles. They they love them. It's it's just so, such a beautiful army. Yeah, uh, it's I just and I don't know what it was that made me stop. And maybe it is because it is such a beautiful army, but I spent a lot of time looking at the art gallery in this book, more than I usually do. Yeah, that's cool. So I just wanted to say that because it's, it's, it's the art in this book is, the art is great, but the models and the little scenes that they put together are just stunning. I, yeah, I mean, if you think back to like the, I don't know, the, the really old, I mean, like Golden Demons from like, you know, I first started playing, you know, the, the, one of the most, like, painted models for, like, high, you know, high-level Golden Demon entries was always, like, the Zinch Lord of Change. Yep. That was, like, the model. The, the old small one? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, exactly. that thing's, you know, that yep. thing's the size of one of the, uh, that was, the, man, the old yeah. Greater yeah. Demons were mm-hmm. about the size of one of the, uh, with the iron jaws on a pig. Yeah. They weren't huge. I, I I have mine right behind me in a box. He's up there, and uh, yeah, he was like he was like one of the like you know miniatures that they 
would pick because you could just you know you could like go into so much detail on like the feathers and like the right you know the all that stuff. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh God, remember how small those were? <laughs> yeah, I have all four of them. I remember hating the old um, the beasts in Nurgle. Mm-hmm. And what I had done when I was building that Nurgle army before I, you know, back when I was just collecting everything. Yeah. Was what I had done was, uh, you know, I had a nice discount going at Unique Gifts and Games. So I ordered uh, a bunch of the actual, the small, the the Nurgle, uh, the the demon prince, you know, the great unclean one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the great unclean one was just one tiny chunk of metal. Yes. Like it wasn't that big. And then they came out with that beautiful Forge World one. And that was like mm-hmm. hitting eighth edition and you're getting yeah. all these bigger models. Yeah. That thing was massive. Yeah. And so I, I found a guy who was selling one for cheap. Mm-hmm. And I got the big great unclean one to be the great unclean one. And then I used all the little ones. I had them. They filled up <laughs> the ba- they filled up the base that the yeah. that the um uh the beasts in Urgle. Right. Same base. So yep. the little beast in Urgle looked like Nurglings looked like great unclean one. They all looked the same, and I was just using those for it. Uh, and that was I loved it because I, I love Nurgle. But this, mm-hmm. this, I swear, just this stuff. Yeah, I could see people painting that up. That was one of the most detailed models they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. All right, so we're talking models now. Let's talk some lore. Yeah. Uh, followers of Zinch hail from many backgrounds, from fallen scholars to would-be revolutionaries, from respected statesmen to the intelligent tribes of avian beastmen that gather around sites of arcane power. Mm-hmm. Spells, curses, and incantations are their tools, and with but a babbled stream of syllables, they can wreak more terrible carnage than any muscle-bound barbarian swinging an axe. Um, yep, that's, that's Zinch. Yeah, I mean, they really... In this book, in this lore section, they really, really, really drove home the fact that there's a you know an evil or a fiend within. You know what I mean? There's the the Arcanites are there, and they're in positions of influence and power within Sigmar's cities. I mean, they got the, how many times I read that in here. The, okay, this lore now it, it this lore gets a little repetitive let's Mm. say Mm -hmm. because this lore has two themes okay there's two themes it's like you said the first one is the uh the uh the chiric acolytes the 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 mortals yeah the zinch mortals are all hiding in the major city and they are messing up uh the things by hiding and working subtle long game stuff okay that's your one theme your other theme is the demons that all are amazing at magic, and it's all about everything in there is about um, just having to be clever and yeah. be convoluted. It's all right. about convoluted demon magic. Right, they're trying to please. They're trying to please Zinch with their crazy plans. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. but that's what, this whole lore. Yeah, we're yeah, very crazier, magical, the, and the humans are hiding. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And literally every section of the lore basically builds on those two themes. We're very magical and humans are hiding. And guess what? As we cover the lore in this first segment, I'm just going to mention that every time we hit that section. (laughs) Okay? And maybe maybe Nagash will make fun of them. Yeah. 
So, yeah. The gash is in here. Of course he, well, he's in all the books. I'm in all the books. I cut the necroquake, you fool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, now it does mention how much Zinch hates Nurgle. Yeah. Zinch is the least knowable. His complex plots often seem to defy any sense of logic, yet it's not operating on a level that mortal beings could hope to comprehend. Um, there is interesting when they talk about his true shape and how it's constantly shifting and yeah. all the mouths and all the things that are saying in different cadences mm-hmm. and different pitches to do all this complex magic that no one else could possibly do because nobody else has infinite mouths to use at different and yeah. all these. That's some pretty cool stuff because I think there's a picture of the, of Zinch in like one of the old realms of chaos books. Yeah. It's that weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cause demons are magical and their stuff is convoluted. Right. And so, um, uh, trying to just think, you know, you go through this and then, oh, what's it still saying? And I'm just on like right after your big double art page. Yeah. That's what it says. And then as soon as it stops talking about Zinch is magical and convoluted. And by the way, uh, Arcanites are in the Sigmar cities because humans are hiding. Yeah. They can't impose order because they're constantly messing them up because the humans are hiding and the trickster agents fighting the shadow war with agents of Sigmar's Order of Azir who are dedicated to eradicating the traitors that lurk amidst the ranks of the God King's faithful. I like that part. Yep. But it's hard to find them because that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, they're messing up the Dawnbringer Crusades because the humans are hiding. Who isn't messing up the Dawnbringer Crusades? Literally every faction... <laughs> Is, has a is trying to t- disrupt the Dawnbringer Crusades. Those poor people. Well, I mean, l- think about it though. They're trying to bring order to the land. Chaos doesn't want it. Destruction doesn't want it. Well, destruction just wants to fight anything. I just, well, yeah. I don't think they're. I don't see orcs or well. I the cruel, the cruel boys are. Are, are doing stuff like actively to screw it up. Yeah, that's a new thing, though. The other guys are in there, and the cruel yeah. boys are just there with Kragnos. But again, they're following Kragnos, whose plan is not just to screw it up; it's to tear every major, you know, civilization bit down. Yeah. So they're definitely working for it because they're doing whatever he does. Mm-hmm. The rest of them are in it for a good scrap. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. So. um but yeah, and then uh, we're the for- the forces of death are always trying to take that stuff down too because that's yeah. It it seems like only only chaos has an actual vendetta against uh, like something that reason everyone else is just mm-hmm. like we need to tear this down. <laughs> I need more dead bodies, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right, let's see what else is here. Uh, okay, now we get to the children of change. They're yeah. demons. Almost all of them are innately able to hurl spells and curses at their foes because demons are magical and sometimes yeah. convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, it does explain. I like. I don't know about the other ones. I don't remember reading how it talks about how they're all made of magical essence and can't stray too far from the realm gates without the power of their patron god. Because that's basically all of them. Yeah, but it doesn't. I mean, that's this has got a whole little section about it, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There, there's some cool stuff about the crystal labyrinth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Zines prefers to observe. Yeah, from the crystal labyrinth, he designs, employs mm-hmm. machinations and manipulations. Why? Because demons are magical and often convoluted. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, and then, and then the mortals are hiding in Sigmar cities, messing stuff up. Yes, because the humans are hiding. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> even the next section, Zinch has watched the proliferation of Sigmar's folk across the lands with a mixture of contempt and keen interest. Okay, yeah, I got yeah. that. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nice mix. Uh. But then it's like, oh, look, Sigmar's building his cities on top. But few understand the complexity of the pattern that binds reality. Fewer still understand how fully it can be manipulated. Not even Almighty Zinch. Right. So This is where the Seraphon come into play here. Yeah, so the Seraphon are here, and they're the masters and the lore masters of, like, what these ley lines do and how it powers the mortal realms and all that stuff. And Zinch wants to know, basically. Yeah. And it's it's but it's interesting because the they are Zinch is like number one enemy. Yeah. And that was a very interesting bit I thought in the book. It was kind of fun to see how the Seraphon are just actively working against all of the they, they know for all of the complexity and the demons doing their convoluted but magical plans. Yeah. The Seraphon see through it. They right. see and- what they're doing. And in some ways, they mentioned that the uh, the the, El- the uh, Lumineth Realm Lords are also in on some of this stuff too. They kind of see behind, you know, Zinch's plans a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but not as it doesn't seem to be as much as the Seraphon are doing. No, you know, right. it's, and and they are they are like their active biggest enemy. They are mm-hmm. the ones who are constantly messing up the plot. Um. Now uh, there is. They do. I keep talk, having. I keep having visions of like the Seraphon just cruising around the on a spaceship the in their spaceships. Yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't look because it's like I, I. For some reason, I, I'm like stuck in like nineteen like eighties, early nineties Doctor Who, and the Seraphon ships look like old like Doctor Who sets. Oh God, <laughs> I don't know why that's in my head. Everything looks like a bad 80s sci-fi low-budget movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's like a bunch of lizards stomping around. <laughs> rah, rah, pushing, rah, rah. Bu- pushing buttons and lots shoot. of lights flashing, just <laughs> yeah. lights, entire boards flashing for no apparent reason. For no reason, right. Yeah. I don't know why that every time I think about the Seraphon in their void ships, it's it's yeah. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I know. Not gonna lie. Uh, uh. Uh, I, I do like to talk about he stole the Codex, Codex Astronomica. Yeah, Astro- or Astromantica. Mantica. Sorry, Codex Astromantica. We, whatever that is, we never heard of it. A sacred plaque of the Old One's design, woven from strands of star magic and imbued with ancient knowledge. So that's something from the Old Ones. Mm-hmm. That's the, I mean, that's the guys who made this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Then they keep talking about stuff. Now they, they yeah. There. This is a lot of stuff with them fighting. Right, so they, so they stole it. Yeah. They had a space battle with a silver tower suspended on a string, attacking a Seraphon void ship suspended on a string in an outer space Doctor Who battle, and <laughs> the Arcanites apparently boarded the Seraphon ship. And stole it. Yeah, and now yeah. he has it, and he's reading it, and it literally says he's now being to be able to peel apart the layers of the geomantic code. Remember, mm. he didn't 
understand. It said earlier on this, he doesn't get how all of this works together. The yeah. Seraphon apparently do because they have this. If he can start picking this apart, yeah, that's crazy. Plus, we know that the old ones were killed off by the Necrons. So once again, right. every time we tie that together, I'm like, yeah. well, what if you pick that apart? What is going to happen? I don't know. I'm going to come pouring you know, out of the eye of terror. Right. You know, this whole section where they're talking about the Astromantica, it's all in vague terms, actually, because they say there are rumors that he lured a trio of Slan. It's allegedly it was Cairo's fate weaver. The most common story goes like none of this is actually for like, like we don't know for sure. This is just obviously because all these lures are always told from the perspective of the faction of which they're being presented in. Right, right. So, so there's another story behind this that's not a hundred percent. Like I see what you're Z- saying in Zinch's favor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I do like that, like you said, now the Lumineth are starting to catch on. And it just says here that the damage they have done, already done, may prove irreparable. Mm-hmm. They're leaving a huge opening here. There is so much, like even though it's very repetitive, and I'm I'm going to try to get through it a little more quickly than usual, only because it is very repetitive, we've basically yeah. summed it up for you. Um, these weird stories are dropping in here. The, the Zinch-Seraphon battles, and Zinch is starting to actually unwrap the universe. And it's like, oh my, like yeah. there's, there's cool stuff happening here. Um, the problem comes with everything you read about, it's, the, it's that same thing. These guys are hiding. These guys are throwing magic around like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Gaunt Summoners get talked about there, all the... the 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 there's all the realm of metal and all the fighting about it that's that's interesting why he likes it is interesting how the spiral crux got smashed mm-hmm. uh how it looks that's like a, that's a old, symbol that's old news though yeah. yeah that's old news yeah but like under they they do spend a little time giving you some details about why he loves the realm of metal so much how it is right. in a constant state of change how there's so much value in all of these alchemical elements that he can get from there like this place is like this this is this is like the Mickey Mouse drug house for him. He's just like come on inside. I don't ever want to leave. Right. Uh it's it's bananas, you know? Um but it's once again it's 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 I like yeah. things that are constantly changing. I like plans and plans. Now, there was one thing that we read in here and I think I marked it. And we're actually up to the space timeline, and there are some cool things in here. But the one thing I wanted, and I'm not finding it, and now I'm getting irritated because which part? Is that the part where Zinch screws up his own plans? Yes, just to, just to be a butt to his followers. Well, it's not even that. It's because uh, that, yeah, that yeah. was it, and I marked it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, even if the, if the plan is going amazingly well, he'll just completely throw a spanner in there well and that's what i always asked i always said if you can if you can see all these strands of fate going everywhere how have you not dominated and it's like well because some of his plans he likes to really mess up and some uh, not mess up but some of his plans he likes to make convoluted and then there are times he just yeah yeah, he wants to either punish some followers for past slights, so when they're about to win, he messes them up and makes them lose. And sometimes things are going his way, but then it becomes too predictable. 
Yeah. And it becomes too. And so he does. He throws in mess ups because he's getting bored. For no, bored. yeah. If there is not constant surprise, constant change, constant movement, he mm-hmm. gets bored and moves on. Yeah, it's on. It's under the children of change, on the the second part in like the second to last paragraph. Uh, says Zinch prefers to observe his armies from a distance, peering at them through the portals of his crystal labyrinth. He delights in every ploy, machination, and manipulation carried out by his creations, applauding moments of spontaneous genius or inventive cruelty. However, when things are proceeding exactly as planned, Zinch has been known to grow bored. Sometimes he actively sabotages his own forces, throwing an element of confusion and spontaneity into proceedings by granting his enemies a flicker of foresight. The changer of the ways cannot abide the predictable, even if it benefits him." I don't know if that was in the old book, but that might be one of the best things I've read in a Games Workshop lore section (laughs) in a long time, because that's the one thing that always confused the heck out of me. And somebody took the time to be like, yeah, but yeah, this it's it's a fascinating facet of this God's character. Mm -hmm. He he. You, you, it's like he's got to win off of the off of the Hail Mary. It's got to be exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's like if, if he starts dominating too early, if he's doing too well, he's going to throw a spanner in it yeah. just because it's boring. And that, it's like, really? Okay, that's officially why he can't, with can't, all of these right. powers, he can't win because right. he gets bored and screws it up himself. Yeah. Which is cool, which leads it's me to believe cool. Zinch would never actually win the war of the chaos gods because winning the war would end it and then he would be bored yeah winning the great games not his goal his goal is the game itself yeah that's what it feels like isn't it mm-hmm. his goal yeah. is to i feel like zinch's goal is not to win the great game but to keep the great game going yeah don't let anybody win let them feel like they're going to win and then we'll mess things up because if one yeah. of them wins then it's then it's yeah. again boring it's kind of like the Joker versus Batman, right? The Joker. Yeah. I don't want to kill you. I don't want to kill you. Are you crazy? You're too much you think, fun. You think, you think I'm crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So any of the uh, space timeline stuff that you really wanted to mention? Because uh... I'm going hmm. through this and a lot of the history stuff is still pretty basic. The... Yeah. I mean, I mean, I still, I mean, I still really like the, um, the Gal Miraz stuff where they yes have the big that's yeah that's such an old school AOS story I love it I do like how um, they talk about the the Guild of Summoners mm-hmm. trying to call stuff through because that actually becomes a thing in one of the yeah. branches which is pretty cool actually mm-hmm. uh, let's see the um, mm-hmm. unstable foundations is a very short one that I like. Yeah. Uh, just because it says, you know, they're built oh, using yeah. realmstone yeah. in order to speed construction. Their foundations are laid down in secretly corrupt patterns at the behest of the false architect, Valius Melty. In truth, the demonic changeling. Oh, by right. the way. <laughs> yeah. So this book has two themes. Mm-hmm. Demons are magical and often, these plans are often convoluted. And yeah. the second one is, as we mentioned, the humans are in hiding. The third almost silly subplot. This is like a, just a character that runs around in the background and is constantly seen but doesn't really have a major thing is the changeling. 
Mm-hmm. The changing gets mentioned. Like every every single human who screws something up for <laughs> Sigmar is actually the changeling in this yeah, book. It, I think it's, it's it's it gets a little. It's repetitive. repetitive. Yeah. But it's just, he just keeps showing. It's like, oh, this happened. Oh, but actually, that's the changeling. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he literally, I think he gets mentioned like five times just in the, in the, in this, in the, in the history section. Like, it's, oh, that's actually the changeling. Oh, do you remember that guy? (laughs) Changeling. Yeah, that was the changeling. Mm -hmm. One time it wasn't the changeling, though. It was this other guy. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the big (laughs) surprise. Zinch was pleased. Um, the, uh, the Necroquake is war. mentioned. In, the Necroquake is mentioned in here. Of course, it is, about, you fool! <laughs> about about how a long-standing debt from the Great Horned Rat is called in. Yes, Gavin infiltrate Nagash's great work at last, at the last, corrupting his ritual just as it reaches completion. So that was Zinch, who did everyone a solid. Well, and, and, did, and didn't let the realms get turned upside down, and, and all the. Magic but, sucked into shite. But he can't so. let him do that. He can't let him grab absolute control over okay, especially Nagash, because it would just be straight boredom. It would be not order in our sense, but pure order in that everything is ordered and stable and Yeah. yeah it would be it would be awful for Zinch. I liked that too. I like that it that was that. And I like in the beginning where it talks about how Zinch of all the gods. He like he has the most dealings with the horned rat. Mm-hmm. Horned rat can find out lots of stuff for him. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he brings him all this stuff, and in exchange, yeah. he he gives them glimpses. And I love I love how his currency is foresight. Right. Oh yeah, I'll give you guys. I'll let you see what's coming. I'll let you see what's coming. That'll give you a nice little bonus. Mm-hmm. And then they're constantly coming back for more because that's like a drug. Yeah, especially in a warlike thing, where they're going, okay. What's the? What are these guys going to do? What's going to happen it, here? It, you know, it doesn't really say that Zinch like tampers with the visions he gives. Like he straight up just does that. It's like here's some foresight for you. What do you think about that? He may it's, not. He may, sh- but he's yeah? actually controlling the angle and the act. The, right. It, right. It's it's the angle that you're looking at it at, as well as <laughs> yeah. how long of a clip you're getting. And you yeah. know he's he you know he's leveraging yeah. that but, for. His- but he's showing it to you. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And you know, it also doesn't say. It doesn't really say in here why Zinch wanted to stop the Gash's ritual. It just kind of lets you figure that out. Yeah. That's it's like what. That's just like what you were saying. It's like that would be terrible for Zinch. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, land of the dead. Like, oh god, how and boring. That, and that, there's a couple of those in this book too. You remember that thing that happened? Because we've yeah. been telling this lore now for six years. Remember that big mm-hmm. thing, Zinch. Mm-hmm. Oh, remember that other big thing? Yeah, Zinch. Yeah, Zinch did that. Yeah, and exactly. you know who he sent in to do it? Changeling. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Um, yeah. I like the I like the split up and the the groups of nines and things like that when they mm-hmm. talk about the armies. Now yeah. the 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 scintillating hosts are some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, uh, um, I I just like the quick little bits of them, and it does. You read this, mm-hmm. and it does kind of fit with each of these guys. Their little special ability in the yeah in the yeah, the, exactly. the lore here is matching. The, the different powers. For sure. I also wanted to mention before we get too far away from it about um, Grugni returning to the realms has really upset Zinch because it like he didn't see it coming. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, what? That's right because he had his guys <laughs> helping Bellicor. Yeah. 
And all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden Grungney shows up and it's like, wait, what? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming. And Which Grungy's is like, cool. And why didn't cool. he see it? Right. And my only thought about that was that, and this goes back to, uh, this goes back to uh, fantasy battle dwarves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dwarves were... They, I mean, they weren't like, uh, like those, like those ladies, like they weren't like sisters of silence or whatever. Right. They weren't yep. negative. They, but magic didn't work well on them. Like no. they, they, they had no magic of their own, and right. they, and magic didn't work on them well. Right. And if they had that's that innate, innate magic resistance. Yeah. Yes. And I'm wondering if that is a problem for Zinch with something that is so mad, you know, like a blank in his vision because yeah. this is not something that repeats because, you know, demons are magical or Zinch demons are magical. Yeah. And they're often convoluted. Yes. And, uh, that it's, that's what's making me, I'm like, oh, I would love, and this is okay. I'm reading those bits because it keeps mentioning Grungni and I'm like, okay. And it's like, and they're also fighting, you know, a lot of the, uh, the you know, fighting Arcanauts and all those guys up there. Yeah, the, K- the Caradron overlords. I would really like to see either a like a big united sort of faction-y type book for dwarves like they have for orcs. Mm-hmm. Or let's get a faction with you know like led by Grungni like like the like the old school dwarves. Oh yeah, I would like to see some old school dwarf action. I know I've mentioned that a couple times, but like I'm starting to pine for my old dwarf army that mm-hmm. I sold, and mm-hmm. it's just like I miss that stuff. And yeah, since since that since he's returned, every time you read anything about the the Dwarden, it's like oh he's trying to sort of institute the old ways. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, let's get a book for that. Let's get a book for that. I'd, I'd, I'd settle for like a Stormcast Eternals size, like Dawnbringer Crusades book with like all the all the factions that are making up these Dawnbringer Crusades, right? Oh, that would be interesting. The, the, like the humans, the Dwarden, the non So like the cities the, of Sigmar? Yeah, yeah, but it's going to be, you know, call it. They're going to, I think it's going to be the Dawnbringer Crusades. It's going to be this new book. Interesting. It's going, ha- it's going to have all that stuff in it. You know, it's going to have the non luminous Realm Lords elves in there. It'll have the Dwarden in there. It'll have all the new, you know, the. I, 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 I I'm, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> this is. Let's be clear. This is wish listing, and we are talking out of our backsides. I've not yes. seen anything about that. I don't know anything no. about that. But that would be cool. That'd be neat, right? I mean, they've—I don't know—they've—they've they've really been pushing this Dawnbringer Crusades without any like product to support it, right? They just well, like, Here's I mean, this, there's the stuff. Well, okay. I mean, they did put out some of the terrain that would be yeah, those areas, and then I mean, it's made up of a mix. It's Cities of Sigmar. It's what it yeah. is. It's Cities of Sigmar. Sure, but I'd like to. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. That would be I, a cool I'd, thing. I'd, I'd like to see like you know a product release actually dedicated to the faction you know with like new models you know all the stuff you know what i mean it would be uh, i would like the stuff too mm-hmm. but i'm i'm settling for what we got right now yeah. which is a backlog of books to cover and i don't oh, want oh god all right so um i don't know these the but these these different the scintillating hosts are pretty cool yeah they're, they're very short little bits and it's basically yeah it's the know, factions that they have the 
you know. Yeah, and there's there's a bunch of them, and there's eight of them. Yeah. Eight of them, four for demons, four for morals. Yeah, that's a lot of. That's where the split is, mm-hmm. and it's it's cool stuff. Um, but we're gonna hit that basically when we cover the the other, you know, the uh, into the rules. Yeah, and then after that, it's just info on the different. Uh, yeah, the different units. Yeah, the different units. I'm gonna say I like the explanation of Fate Weaver. Yep. With first of all, Zinch got bored, so he threw him in the in the magic uh, vision yeah. pit or something like that. Yeah, he just he just threw him into the freaking well, man. And then he pops out of the well, and it's one of those <laughs> things that it felt like uh, uh, what's his name in 40k Lorgar. Where Lorgar goes into the warp and he's in there forever and he comes mm-hmm. out and they're like, you've only been gone three seconds. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> you know, and here it's like he goes in, he comes back out, but it felt like he was in there forever. He comes out with two heads and one can only see the future and one yeah. can only see the past, but they can see all of it, but they can't see now. Right. So that's just such a weird and interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like the blue scribes are like that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> was that one of them can write down all the spells but can't understand can't, them yeah, here it or is no, um, yeah. here it is uh, yeah Patarix can write magical symbols but can't read while Zeratpi can read his twin's writing but can't understand it <laughs> I can't write I can only read you can yeah you yeah that's that's such he a weird read, thing but he, <laughs> but he can't understand it yeah what's his purpose then to, well, he's they're supposed to go around cate- categorizing all the spells in all the realms from everyone. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Oh, I know that, but I'm saying so they see the spell and the guy who can write writes it down. But what does mm-hmm. the guy who can read do? He casts the spell. Uh, he can cast he, a spell without understanding it? Yeah. Oh. But then what, that, what does it matter that he doesn't understand it if he's throwing spells around? I don't know. That's the yeah, that's the part that confuses me. But you know what? It's okay that I'm confused because yeah. it's probably on purpose because it's some sort of big subterfuge because you know chaos demons. Yeah. Zinch demons are not only magical, but often yeah. convoluted in their I've plans. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard about I heard that about them. So I I like it and I like like I said, I like the artwork on here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really cool stuff, but yeah, then we get. I mean, we're to the lore of the units, which you know we're going to talk a little bit about some of that as we as we hit the different units. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the stuff about the Gaunt Summoners, and I also like how Zinch knew Archeon was trying to get their true names to capture them all. Yeah, and he thought it would be funny to let him do it. <laughs> yeah, so all the work that Archeon did to get these names. He's like, oh yeah, but by the way, yeah, we let him. We, I, right. he, I put the crumbs out there for him. I think it's fun to see him do this. It's fun to watch them squirm, and it's just making them mad at Archeon. Yeah, because those gaunt summoners are getting a little too big for their britches. So yeah, so let's and yeah knock them down a few pegs and make them you know make them servants of our exactly. servants of Archeon. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about are a couple of the Zangor, because as I was reading the lore, I like this. Mm-hmm. The Zangor Enlightened. Yeah. Um, they're the ones who are great in combat, uh, close combat. They can see all of the past. Right. So they get into combat, and then they start telling your deepest secrets to everyone around you and yeah. distracting you from the fight. 
And they said some people have actually just lost all their comrades because they said some horrible secret they kept <laughs> and the guys wouldn't fight for them anymore. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. But then you get the Zangor Skyfires who can only see the future. Right. Which helps them because they are your ranged combat guys. Mm-hmm. They know so, where that target's going to be. Yes. Right? So they can shoot and they shoot in seemingly weird ways away from the actual target. Mm-hmm. But the target always seems to fall into their shot or get knocked into their shot or turn into their shot. I'm like, I, I just, I love those bits of the lore. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. So, and plus with the, you know, they got one can only see the past, one can only see the future. So we found a good job for each of them. <laughs> oh, so silly. Uh, so do you want to take a break and then come back and start talking uh, like battle traits and stuff? Sure. All right, cool. We'll be right back. There's always something happening at Crognards. That's right, friends. Crognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area... Grognards is the place for you. They've got board games. They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic and because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away. Because Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They deliver everything. And that's because there is always something happening at Grognards. We are back. Yeah. We're back with the Zinch. All right. Battle traits. Uh, mm-hmm. Arcane armies, basically, one of my Zinch wizards. You better give you you better have an endless spell in your army, yeah. Because these dude can automatically cast one of them, yeah. Automatically cast a spell that they know that summons a burning sigil of Zinch, Tomo Zinch, or Simulacrum of uh, yeah. they're all the Zinch and the spells, and they're all cool. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming that you have to take an endless spell to be able to do this. You have to buy it. You have to buy it for your army. It can't be unbound. It can't be dispelled in the first battle round. Set it up. So Mm -hmm. that's that's a nice little start right there because they're very magical. And convoluted. Yep. Uh, You get nine destiny dice. Roll them up. You can replace other dice with them. Now you have to replace the whole roll. Yeah. So casting rolls, unbinding rolls, dispelling rolls, uh, those are two die rolls. You'd have to use two dice if you want to, right? Yep. 
Uh, run, charge, hit, wound, save rolls. Any rolls that determines a damage characteristic of a missile or melee weapon and battle shock rolls. Right. All and of those. Save, yeah. For save rolls and battle shock rolls, you still have to modify the rolls. Well, yeah. Rent. And yeah, you didn't. That wasn't spelled out before. So there was like a time when you could use a destiny die to save, you know, rend three hits, you know, like a Oh, because it's a oh, because you're like, oh, because it's that okay. Yeah. yeah. I and same you. with battle same with Battleshock. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh Locus of Change is pretty interesting. Yep. Uh any Zinch demon unit wholly within twelve inches of a friendly Zinch hero, minus one to hit for melee. Yep, they so, had that last edition too, but this is super cool. All wait, so all your heroes mm-hmm. are minus demons. one to hit. All your demons. yeah, all your demons, mm-hmm. all your demon heroes are minus one to hit. Any demon unit within twelve inches of them is also minus one to hit in melee. That's yep. really good. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Plus. Ah, <clears throat> uh, sorry. Um, that's just good. Yeah. Um. And then the last battle trait, you pick one of the six. They have six of these uh, covens. The change covens, yeah. They have, and, yeah that's weird because they have eight listed under yeah. scintillating host. They have six in here. I kept looking back. I'm like, what's yeah. not here? What did they cut out? And it's, uh, I think it's the Cult of a Thousand Eyes is one that's not in here. And what's the other one that's not in here? Uh, that's definitely one of them. Uh, Unbound it? Flux. Yeah. I don't know. So those two aren't in there. Nope. So I, I just wonder why they even put them in here. Like, okay, just trying yeah. to fill up, trying to fill up space on pages. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sorry. Suddenly, I'm all congested. I have no idea why. So if I sound weird, I apologize. I'm trying not to sniff into the mic, but suddenly I'm just super congested. I'm sneezing and stuff. I don't know what's happening to me. Uh, let's see. Oh, you can summon demons. Yeah, for um, fate points. Every spell, yeah, whether cast by you or your opponent, you get a fate point. And there's like a bajillion ways to get extra fate points now. Yeah. So at the end of your movement phase, you can summon one unit from the list below. It okay. costs the number of fate points shown on the list. You can only summon if you have enough fate points to do so. has to be set up more than nine inches from all enemies and wholly within nine inches of a Disciples of Zinch hero. Yeah, and the first one is 10, and you get three Screamers. Like, or, or 10 hor- Brimstone or ten, Horrors, yeah. or 10 or Blue t- Horrors. Right. I don't know why you'd take 10 Brimstones. Because you, you don't get... have any Blue Horrors left in your on your sideboard there of, of models. I guess and that's you... the only, that has to be the only practical reason. That's you just don't, have the, you just don't yeah. have the models. Yeah, I don't have anything else to take at 10 points. Yeah. 12 points will get you a Flux Master, an Exalted Flamer, or a Change Caster. Mm-hmm. 18 points get you three Flamers, a Burning Chariot. 20 points get you 10 Pink Horrors. 24 gets you the Fate Skimmer. Mm-hmm. And 30 points get you a Lord of Change. Every spell that's cast yep. earns a Fate Point, no matter yeah. who casts it. Yeah, there are ways you can, you can cast. You can easily get... A Lord of Change, turn one, if you have Guild of Summoners. Yeah, possibly. It's pretty easy. 30 spells have to be cast? Well, no. For Guild of Summoners... Oh, that's right. They get the extra points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You get cast on a nine. Oh, that's nine. Right. You only Uh, only need nine. 
Oh yeah, when we get to that, yeah, that's I. I was looking at all those hosts. That's would be my number one pick, like yeah. pretty much all the time. Yeah, that, yeah, because by because you can actually it it twenty it's thirty to call uh, Lord of Change, but you actually only need twenty seven to get two of them out. Yep, I mean, so, you, I mean you can you can have one model. We'll go over this when we get to it. You can have one model can get you six fate points. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. With three with three spells, it's like okay. Yeah, it's there's a there's yeah there's a lot of ways to get these mm-hmm. these uh, fate points, but yeah, and plus your your enemy is also going to probably be casting magic, and they're handing yeah. you fate points because they're not mm-hmm. going to stop casting just because you're going to you might get they might. something. They might. Oh, they might. I wouldn't. That Especially- depends on. You got a lot of magic on the table. Me cutting out one or two spells is not going to really make that big of a difference, but it's going to hurt me more. That's my opinion. Because I don't have a ton of casters in my lists. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they talk about transforming the spawn. Some things get turned into chaos spawn. If that happens, you just set them up within an inch of the old model. Um, It doesn't. There there are ways. I mean, shoot. There's There's a lot of ways to turn things into spawn. Heck yeah. And if you turn stuff into spawn, then I, I control it, right? When I turn your stuff yeah. into spawns. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, it doesn't count as slain, so you can't return models that have turned into, because they're still there. They're just spawn. Yeah. If your general gets turned into spawn, he's still your general. He just can't issue <laughs> yeah. commands because he's yeah, a spawn. So, so cool. So you still, you still get to make, still get, I guess you'd still roll for him or still get a command point Yeah. in your turn. Yeah, but he can't. Yeah, he can't issue them. But you could roll to get one, I suppose. It'd be cool if there was a way to turn him back into what he was before from being a spawn. That'd be sweet. I don't. I didn't see anything about that. In no, here. there's not. But it's kind of funny. All right. So those. That's your battle. Your battle yeah. traits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. Now we get into command traits, artifacts of power, and spell lores, and they're all split in halvesies: Arcanites mm-hmm. and Zinch demons. Yep. Uh is there one you want to, you would prefer to cover first? Should we do the demons first because they come up earlier in the book? Oh, uh, I mean, let's just I. You just want to go in order? I mean, we can do it however you want. But I, 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 do, I honestly, I, I, I don't. I don't want to read all these spells. I was just kind of wanted to talk about them and move along. So like the, the ones Arcanites, we like, yeah, yeah, the Zinch Arcanites heroes. I mean, the big one in there. I mean, they're all pretty neat. But the big one is Cult Demagogue. Yeah. Well, I'm that, looking at this, and I would say when I looked at the. Uh, the Arcanites command traits and the Demon command traits. Mm-hmm. I think the Arcanites have better command traits. Oh, for sure. Uh, yep. I I like three of these, but the the Cult Demagogue is yeah. You get two faint points. Yeah, on a on a roll of a double, casting attempt is successful, and the spell cannot be unbound regardless of the roll, and you get two faint points instead of one. So, do you want to go over the combo with that, or what's the combo? So. You make a magister your general. Yeah. Okay. So you can give him the thing. Let's go look up so, the magister. So, so you give him cult demagogue. He's your general. And then you give him the arcane tomb. So the, now he's two. Wait, now it's, hold on. Whoop, my microphone just fell. Hold on. You give him the arcane tome? Yep. Okay. And what does that do again? Remind me. That lets, lets you cast an extra spell. Okay. So it lets you cast an extra spell. So. Uh, now so now you can cast two. Okay, right. So his first casting attempt, you use your destiny dice. I, I mean, I'm, this is assuming you have 
doubles in your destiny dice pool. Okay. So you can you can actually if you have two ones, you can use two ones, whatever, it doesn't matter, because the casting time is successful, a spell cannot be unbound, you get two fade points. And since it's your turn, you get to choose the order in which the effects happen. Okay. So normally if the magister throws a so his first spell is not unbound, right? Boom, you get two destiny dice. Great, you get to cast again because of his ability. Okay. So you do another one. That's another you use two more destiny dice that are doubles. Sure. And well this is well, this is when you use your doubles. So the first one is you cast a spell, a cheap one, get it off. It's successful. It's not unbound. He can cast an extra spell. Now he uses his destiny dice. You can use any doubles. Normally he turns into a chaos spawn if he rolls doubles on his second spell. No, if it, what if the casting roll for the extra spell is a double, it automatically fails and he is slain. Yeah, but he's a cult demagogue, so the casting time is successful and it can't be unbound. And it's your turn, so you get to choose the order in which things affect you. So you just take the first part and ignore the second part. No, where did you find this nonsense? <laughs> Dude, this is this is everywhere right now. I'm telling you, that's crazy. <laughs> that makes no sense. So, you get two spells off. Now are you, you serious? Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm, are you are, no? Are, no. Are you saying this, or have, or have you seen other people playing it this way, and you've this heard is, it other things? How, this, this is how it's played. This is how it's being played right now. So now he's now he's got the arcane tomb. So he gets a third spell. Tome. Arcane tome. T-O-M-E. There's no B in that word, brother. <laughs> he gets a third spell. It's so called a got... tome, you fool! <laughs> <laughs> so now he gets six fate points for three casts. If there's two contradictory rules, do you get to yeah. pick which the, one happens if it's your turn, or do you get I to believe pick the order I, they happen? I believe you get to pick which one happens because it's your turn. So it's not the order they happen. No. So now I should learn now how can... to play this game, I guess. Now you can see how easy it is to get your nine summoning points. If one guy can get you six, yeah, you just have three. You just have three units of Arcanites. Bah, 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 just do their gestalt sorcery. Boom, you got nine. There's a lord of change. Yeah. Now the trick. Now the trick is to get eighteen on your second turn, so you can have two lords of changes, which is also possible. Yeah. Let's see. That's weird. I might be wrong. Where you're only fishing for five fate points, but I'm. I think the combo is to fish out and just try to get six, because you get because you because you as the player get to choose which effects happen. Yeah, I just thought you got to pick the order. Well, where is it? Where is that rule? Is it in the I main don't know. rule book? Uh, yeah, rulebook? that would have to be. I got it here. Oh, uh, if you want to look for it, we could look for it on the break, I suppose. Um. So let's talk about the other ones that aren't cult demagogue, although that is a great <laughs> one to get fate points. Uh, just minus one to hit in general. The illusionist, I think, is not bad. That one is in, because that one affects shooting too, right? Yeah, because it's just from hit rolls that target the yeah. general. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I do like that one. And Arcane Sacrifice. I like this one. At the start mm-hmm. of the hero phase, cause a mortal wound to a zinch unit within three of the general. If you do so right. until the end of phase, add nine to the range of all spells that he casts. Yeah, because you can do the whole put a wound on your Lord of Change, do your range, and then just do heroic recovery on a leadership 10 guy and get your wound back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, I like that. Uh, Zinch Demon's uh, not really great. Uh, yeah. Command traits. Like, they're okay, but there's nothing that really, you know, excites me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, once per, fatal, per battle, you could just get three fate points. Okay. Uh, you know, if he's on the field. And then Nexus of Fate and Arch Sorcerer on both of them. They've only got four command traits. Okay. Yeah. Which is funny because the uh, Arcanite heroes have six. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah, six that they can pick from. Yep. Zinch Demons have four, and two of them are duplicates of the of the Arcanite ones. Yeah. Knowing extra spells, and at the start of your hero phase, you can uh, use Destiny Dice nonsense. Right. Nexus of Fate, yeah. So, I know. It definitely. Just, it seems like they ran out of ideas or something. I don't know. It's but they they definitely got the better. But then when we get to the artifacts, I think the Zinch demons have it over the the Arcanites. Yeah, I wasn't that thrilled. The only one I really like is, I mean, because I'm like I like the you know the flamers and the eternal conflagration is the beacon of mutability. That's the one I've always used. That's the one where you get plus one to wound. For attacks made with melee, it's, now it's just melee weapons, which kind of stinks. But that's the one I always used to pick. But there's that was one I liked. Uh, I liked the warp fire blade. Sixes okay. do two mortals on top of. Yeah. Sixes do two mortals on top of damage. Now you know, like yeah. I said, that's, just, that's I just don't I just don't know who you're going to give it to. That's yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nine-Eyed Tomb is probably the best one in there. You just get to re-roll everything. Not that you really, really need to with your Lord of Change because of the way their spells work, but maybe on like a change caster or something. Yeah. Um, I like the Pyrophane Stave, too, although, once again, it's who are you going to give it to. Right. Um, it, pick one of the bear's melee weapons. If any wounds inflicted by that weapon are allocated to an enemy wizard and the model's not slain, it can't unbind spells for the rest of the battle. Yeah. If I can wound your wizard with this weapon, it doesn't dispel. Right. That's... It could be a game changer, yeah. right? Yeah. I you mean, literally, like, if you've got they, one wizard... Yeah, just go find... Where's Teclas? And just launch a change caster on a disc into him with this weapon. And just... Eh. <laughs> I just need to do a wound. I just gotta do one wound. <laughs> and you are not dispelling... Yeah, you can't unbind spells for the yeah. rest of the battle. That's that is big, mm-hmm. or at least potentially big. Potentially big. And then for the Arcanites, I, it's uh, the only one I really like that much is Ambition's End. Mm. It's a once per battle. Yeah, and the problem is this: is you've got to get your hero up to a. You got to get them to the wizards. Yeah, but once. Per battle at the start of your hero phase, pick an enemy wizard within one inch. It takes a number of mortal wounds equal to the current battle round. In addition, it can't attempt to unbind spells until your next hero phase. Yeah. So it's not unbinding this turn. And if I got close to it, I've just stopped. I've just done mortal wounds equal to whatever turn it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, that can that can either kill it or just slow it down enough. And now you're not unspeakable. Dispelling either, but like I said, that's you have to be standing there in the hero phase. Yeah, so you have to get in there to fight with it, and it's alive. But there are wizards who are alive. I mean, and there are wizards that are units. (laughs) No, that's true. 
You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, although I don't know if they have keyword wizard for the units. They, they, they generally do, yeah. But, uh, you know, just, I'm just I'm just trying to think in the big picture, though. You know, there are wizards that have big old, uh, you know, b- lots of hit points. And you go sure. in and get in that they're going to get stuck in. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they don't like, okay. Um, it's weird. Under keywords, it doesn't say, like Kyric Acolytes. It doesn't say wizard under oh, the doesn't? keywords. But then it says under wizard, it says this unit is a wizard with big, bold letters like keywords while it has nine or more models. So maybe it's that maybe it is a well, uh, they don't have, they don't have the keyword then. But it says it is a wizard in a giant keyword font when they have nine or more models. So maybe that's why it's up there. Maybe it mm. does have that keyword when mm, at that's that interesting. time. Yeah. But I like I said, I think that uh, as far as artifacts of power, you know, you don't have the best, uh, you don't have the best command traits necessarily for the Zinch demons, but they do have good artifacts. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you've got an Arcanite general and then a bunch of uh, demons to hold the 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 artifacts, you can get a nice mix. Mm-hmm. Nice mix. Um. Do we want to talk spells? Yeah, because there's a there's a new one in here. That's it's another that's another reason to take a magister, uh, you know, or a, or a mortal caster. Yeah, is each the, mortal the, or arcanite wizards. Yeah, the shield the shield of fate spell is uh, uh, is a big one. Oh, uh, that's the one. That's yeah. That that uh. yeah because it has it depends on how many destiny dice you have. And you cast it on a unit, and you give stuff ward saves, which this army has zero ward saves in it. Yeah, but still, it's a big deal. You can, you only need, you need four to six destiny dice in your pool, and you can give a unit a five of ward, especially like a humongous pink horror unit. Yeah, it's just till your next hero phase, and you're going to be using the okay. destiny dice. I thought. You well, know what I'm saying? The, the, Am I saving them just to give these guys a five-up ward or a six-up ward? Uh, possibly, and there, but there's lots of ways to get more destiny dice. Yeah. Um, I kind of like some of. I mean, it's it's an okay one. I like I like the other ones a little more. I like the I like the variety of the arcane suggestion, uh-huh. which casts on an eight, which is difficult. Yeah. But then you get to pick one of it's easy three with the, options. Yeah. It's easy with a. Well, yeah, you need destiny dice yeah. to, 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 you know, ideally get it off. The unit cannot issue or receive commands, subtract one from hit and wound rolls, or subtract one from save rolls. So you, mm-hmm. you basically, whatever the situation is, this, this spell is a nice toolbox for yes. whatever you need. I do like that one. So that would be my, if I had two mortal wizards, I would that would be my second one. Because um, I would, I would unless I'm, because I would put, I would use Bolt of Zinch. Somebody's going to have Bolt of Zinch in my army, either a demon or um, probably a demon's going to have it. Bolt of Zinch is great, and the, yeah. both both armies have that one. Again, yeah. both yeah. armies have the one good spell, the really good spell. Yeah. Yeah. D6 mortals, a D6 mortal shot is is yeah, great. It's, uh, it's really good. Um, I like Treacherous Bond, too, especially, I, in fact, I'd rather mm-hmm. have that going on me than, than the uh, Shield of Fate, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Cast that on, uh, pick a friendly Zinch mortal unit wholly within range of the caster, 
and basically it keeps your on a three up. You just transfer. It's like a lookout sir for yeah. for your wizard mm-hmm. uh, onto a bigger unit, and I, that I really like because mm-hmm. these guys, like you said, they don't have a lot of ward saves. Yeah, and this allows you to sort of move that stuff over, and it's mm-hmm. on a three up that you get to move it over, which means yeah, it's I, a better chance for him to live. I guess the only thing I don't like about it is it's 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 a uh, keyword. It says each mortals only, so really the only units that are going to get hit by this are Carrick acolytes, which you're going to have units of twenty anyway. So why I mean, not keep yeah, them to protect bet, your wizard? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you could have your your wizard near these guys, but if your wizard's in combat, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. Well, is he or is he throwing spells and protecting things? You know, I mean, I'm just saying yeah. it depends on which, which one you're going to give it to. I, I like it. That's just, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and the, the wizards, treasonous each is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, just, Basically, uh, on a seven up, pick that unit and roll dice equal to the number of models. Sixes do mortals. Yep. And minus one from hit rolls for attacks made by that unit till your next yeah, zero phase, which is a nice extra kick there. It is. That's why that one's cool. Uh, are any that's that you really like? Because I there's a couple. Of I, mean, I, I mean, I I mean, I would always take both of Zinch as my first one. Right. Because I just. Um. Because yeah, like, with the, I feel like this army is like. You just you need ways to do damage with this army, and I like fold reality. Yeah, I'm willing to risk not rolling a one to put back two to six models, mm-hmm. especially from one of those smaller units. Your units of you know it's a Z like flamers, unit. yeah, like a flamer unit, yeah, yeah. You know, put you know if I roll a three or better, I'm putting all the extra models back in the unit or whatever. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's not bad. Yeah, uh, and unchecked mutations not too bad either. Bolt of Zinch is better. Unchecked mutation is cheaper to cast. Yeah, but casting these spells, it shouldn't be that hard, especially if you're doing it with your Lord of Change. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I like the fold reality one, but that's mm-hmm. just me. But so there, there's your, there's your sort of your spell lores. Yeah. Um. I yeah, we should have busted those. We should have done halvesies on those when we got to the spell lores. I would. I think. I think this flows better when you just think about just their spells and just their mm-hmm. items. But we're at the change covens. Uh, they've all got a special ability, though. Honestly, the best one is Guild of Summoners. That one is cool. Um, okay. I. I still instead like... of spending thirty to yeah. summon a Lord of Change, you summon the first one on a nine, and the rest yeah. of them summon on eighteens. Yes. That's really cheap for bringing in extra lords of change to your army yep. who are then casting multiple spells, getting more fate points, doing more stuff. It's just, it gets ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, you get to, I mean, you, you can get one turn one. Yeah. If you're not if you're not getting one turn one, you're kind of messing up. And that how many that guy's 400 points. So now you're playing a 2400 point versus 2000 point game. Yep. From the very beginning of the game. Yeah, if you do it right, yeah. If, I mean, you don't get to give them any like artifacts or you know command abilities or any of that stuff. I do, I do believe you get to pick his spells when he comes out. Um, you can do well. These don't know all of them. Yeah, they know all of them, don't they? They're yeah. lords of change. Uh, do they know all of them? I can't remember. I thought they did. I know Kairos does. Hold on. 
Yeah, I just look at it real quick. Regular Lord of Change. Cast two and bind two. I don't think it says it. No, he knows all the spells in the Lord of Change. Yep, there it yeah. is. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So I mean I, I mean I don't disagree with you with that. The only other one I like is I like the um the eternal conflagration. Cause it gets crazy how much how shooty this army can get. If you're taking all flamers and burning chariots and that stuff, then yeah. yes. Because I looked at that. Plus one rend to all of those. I mean, most of them only have, they have no rend. But right. adding rend to all of that shooting can get ugly. And some of it does have rend. And that becomes yeah. two. And then it's like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, exalted flamers have rend one already. So they bump up to rend two. So that's the only other one I, I kind of like. Um if you're playing a lot of uh, Kyric Acolytes, then mm-hmm. maybe the Pyrophane Cult. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I, I, I think I think the Guild of Summoners is just far and away the better one. Yeah, it just is. Uh, just what I said. And, that's the best one. I like. It, like I said, if you're gonna have a lot, if you're not, if you're playing a unit heavy army which I'm not certain if that's the way to go with this. But if you're playing a lot of these Acolytes, because they are they're 120 points for 10, and they're one wound and a five-up save. Yeah. You need nine of them to be able to be counted as the wizard and cast their little spell. Yep. So you're going to be taking units of 20, which are 240 points a pop. They are battle line, but if you took like three units of 20, that's that's 720 points right there. Yeah. That's a lot of acolytes on the ground throwing well, spells. You don't have you don't have to take units of twenty. You can take units of ten. Yeah, and as soon as you lose two models, yeah, then they're no longer wizards. Yeah, but if your if your goal is to just get three spells out of them, well, I mean they do other things, you know, right. and they're you, you got to take battle line units. It's them or the Zangors. Zangors are probably a better investment, to be honest with you. I mean, they're a lot they're a lot better at fighting. Ten for one seventy five. They have two wounds apiece for an for mm-hmm. for fifty percent. You're getting double the wounds for not even close to double the cost. Yeah. So that's um, actually pretty cool. And I well, are we talking units now? Because I like that the, the Zangor uh, banner is kind of cool. That's different. Yes. <laughs> the ornate totem, where you pick an enemy unit in eighteen. Invisible to it and roll one dice for each wizard that is within nine inches of this unit. For each four up, you can pick a more the unit you pick takes a mortal wound. Yeah. It just says unit. So you can just pick an enemy hero. But does it have to be a wizard? No. I mean, any any enemy unit. Which wait, which is this? This is the ornate totem in the Zangor. I'm looking for it. I don't know what page it's on, so hold on. Which Zangor? So War Scroll Zangor's ornate totem. Okay. Has any icon bears? The starter hero phase. Pick an enemy unit within eighteen. Is visible to it. Roll a dice for each wizard that is within nine inches of this unit. For each four up, the unit you pick suffers a mortal wound. <laughs> oh yeah. So you pick the unit. Oh, I see what it's doing. Yeah. So you're picking the unit and all the wizards, and it just says wizards, not enemy or friendly. Yeah, it doesn't say holy either. So all the wizards that are within nine inches of the unit roll it, and for four ups, the unit takes the damage. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's like, well, like magical weird backlashy stuff. Yeah, they're just like gathering up power from wizards. And they just 
blast somebody. That's so the key. So you could your Carrick acolytes could count for that if they're over ten models. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you do Dan? Oh yeah, because yeah, if they're over ten miles, then it counts as a wizard because it's yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Let's. What are we doing here? I'm looking at this. So we were on the. We were talking. Now we're kind of like in the path to glory section. We can kind of yeah. Skip let's all that skip stuff. that. Skip that. Let's get to okay. So let's talk some of these units here. So the well, there's the core battalion. So there's like the battle tactics, grand strategies. Um, I mean, that's another kind of beef with this army. Is the the grand strategies are just ridiculously simple to get. Yeah. I mean, master of destiny. This is when the battle ends. Add the rolls of any destiny dice you have not used. You complete this grand strategy if the total is nine or more. So you have to keep those put aside, though, if you want to get those points. Yeah. So you just keep you just keep a five and a four. Okay. Great. That's three points to me at the end of this game. In a, in in, in an environment where grand strategies aren't that easy to achieve nowadays, getting just three points just for free is pretty sweet you know yeah of course that means you're not you're not gonna right means you're not gonna use them true but and it depends on what you roll on the fate dice you know if you roll crappy or stuff like that and granted like you said there's lots of ways to put them back and have more but you've really got to watch and you've got to have that aside you know you can't screw that up you could literally just take the your five and your four and just put them away (laughs) so okay Grand strategy done. I just have well, I seven mean, yeah. doesn't. You know what I mean? Just because I mean three points is a big deal in this game. I can't tell you how many points, how many games at the grand tournament I just played where games, you know, they come down to a point or two in either direction, yeah. and somebody getting their grand strategy or not makes the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah, and then the gifts of worship are the they're. They're the uh, they're actually the old. They're those goofy little agendas you could do with your old zine charmy. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what these are. Interesting. So mass conjuration you should get um, if you have that one guy who can cast three spells. <laughs> you should be able to get that one. Yeah. Um, ninefold dismantlement. You just kill something with nine wounds or more. Shh, not too difficult. Reckless abandon. If you're more than 18 inches away, you get the battle tech. If you complete a charge move, that's kind of cool. Uh, and then Tides of Anarchy is the one where you end up uh, gaining a control of an objective. Uh, if you have nine or more models and six inches of the objective, if your opponent controlled it, which if you've got a horde of pink whores, shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. So those are actually all pretty achievable, which yeah. is different than a lot of the other book battle tactics, where they're just like, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. What's next? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're into War Scrolls. Yeah. Uh, we got Fate Weaver and the Lord of Change. They're still yeah. really good. Yeah, they massively nerfed Kairos Fate Weaver. Did they? Oh, yeah. They took away his ability uh, once per game where he just gets to decide what a die roll is. Well, I mean... Get, he, he doesn't get to do that anymore. Okay. You know, it was like, well, 
once per game, I get to make this roll this. You know, I'm going to charge you. Great. You just rolled two ones. Like, what? Oh, he or, gets yeah, to pick even yeah. against you. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. Well, I mean, he still does a lot. Yes, he does. He's, he, he's but the only real it's very subtle what the, his difference is between a regular Lord of Change and him. I think he's got the uh, the Oracle of Eternity. He's got that. Um, but they both have the same spell: Thief, Beacon of Sorcery, Infernal Gateways. Literally the same spell. Um, and they're both Mastery of Magic. So. I, I Kairos gets to cast three and bind three. He gets an extra. He gets two more wounds. He gets an extra spell. Yeah. Um. He doesn't have the missile weapon. Nope. Uh. But he does, as you said. Uh. At the start of the hero phase, he can roll a new destiny dice if he's got less than nine. Yeah. So there's one of the things you were talking about, making sure you have those destiny dice yeah. to get nine. Yep. Yep. So that's he can do that, which is cool. That's that's a lot. Throwing an extra die in every battle round is yeah, he, kind he, of he a lot. If you, if you have fewer than nine, he gets to add one in. Yeah. So there's and, no reason not to spend one every turn, at least, you know. Yeah, for because, sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's 35 points more. For the two wounds and that extra spell and that, I think it's kind of worth it, especially if you want to be chucking around endless spells. Mm-hmm. Because once you've got an endless spell out, that that's like using up one of your spell yeah. slots right so you yeah. he'd be down to two after that right so then that moves us to the regular lord of change you know he's exactly what kairos is except he doesn't have the oracle of eternity and i guess the 14 wounds as far as i guess that's maybe why guild of summoners might i don't know i mean because he's i mean lords of changes are they are not hard to kill like I know that from experience, pushing these guys around, they they go down fast. If something you know, you, you know, if you want to kill one, you shoot at it a bunch and hit it with some, you know, do some damage to it and charge it with something, it's gonna die. Okay. I mean, so maybe that's. I mean, I'm with the Guild of Summer. See, we get a free one. I mean, and I, I know that's good. But uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of saying that I mean, it's good, but it's not... I don't think it's crazy overpowered because these things are not hard to kill. But until you do kill them, they do a whole bunch of nonsense. They do. A whole bunch of nonsense. Yep. I mean, let's not downplay the fact mm-hmm. that uh, they are Zinch demons. Yeah. I, I, which I also of... means that... Uh, what do you call it? Um, what is that... Sp- what is that special? There's Zinch Demons, so minus one to hit yeah. in melee against them, minus mm-hmm. one to hit units near them. I mean, that yep. alone right there is going to make them a little a little better to survive. Yeah. And you got Destiny Dice and all that other stuff, and you're casting extra spells, which is helping bring up more Fate Dice, which is going to bring up, a, you can bring up another one. Uh, yep. I, I think they're great. Yes. Um. But, but they have. It, but I'm just saying, if they have a downside, it's that they're not that difficult to take down. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, everything needs a downside, right? Can't be can't be too good. Well, exactly. And I think they've done a good job with this book in making st- it kind of like that, where nothing is like. 
were these guys breaking things before? Because everyone I talked to was this is kind of nerfed, and it's Ky- like Kairos was breaking all kinds of stuff before. His rules were ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Every every competitive Zinch list out there had Kairos Fate Weaver and a Lord of Change in it, and they're they just do all these shenanigans, messing with the opponent's dice, you know, that kind of, you know, once per game, you know, all this stuff that that's, that's a big difference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else have we got in here. So we've got we a the, lot of these, uh, yeah, we've got, we got three versions of the pink horror Herald, Herald of Zinch on burning chariot on disc on foot. So that's the Fate Skimmer, Flux Master, Change Caster. Um, they all have the Arcane Tome, uh, which once for battle that you roll, re-roll, and you, ca- and you add three. So that's cool to make sure you get a spell off. And they each have their own spell. Um, the Fate Skimmer's got Zinch's Firestorm. Uh, Flux Master's got Blue Fire of Zinch. And Change Caster on foot has Pink Fire of Zinch. That's pretty cool. That's the best one. That's the reason why you take the guy on foot. Because that one is... Plus he's a range. monster. I, I know. Isn't that insane? How I, is he a monster? I, like, I have no idea. And so, and, cause the, I think it's because the Fate Skimmer on Burning Chariot is a monster. Because he's on a gigantic base. And I think they just messed up with the keywords when they cut and paste the stuff over. Yeah. Because it the, seems weird that he's a monster. Right? Am I, am yeah, I oh, wrong here? No, you're right. Because the guy, because the guy in the disc doesn't have the monster keyword. Oh, so it's just an error. They'll fix it in the FAQ. Yeah, you're. I think you're right. The burning chariot guy. Oh, and the guy on the. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, yeah, that just seemed weird. Makes it makes no sense. Um, but the pink fire of Zinch is um, pick enemy unit within range. Subtract one from save rolls for attacks that target that unit to your next hero phase. So that is basically giving everyone that's shooting at that unit an extra point of rend, if you think of it like that. Yep. Which is why I've heard, like, it's like, okay, so now I don't even need, like, eternal conflagration to make my shooty flamer-centric army work. Because I just use the change caster, just hit the unit I want to melt, I hit them with pink fire zinch and just roast them anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, but getting plus two to hit is not bad. Uh, not bad um, backup because I know you can only use one, but I've got a lot of things I know that that can you know that can take away stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's still cool. Uh, I yep. also like that once per battle, they so if they fail a roll, they get one time they get to reroll and they get a plus three to the reroll because it's like okay, it didn't work, but now I know what I'm doing. Yeah, so like, I mean, you use you move up within eighteen when you get the chance, and that's when you use it, right? You use pink fire on the your opponent's bestest unit. You stick them, you know, you get that on, then you just blast them with everything you've got and just take them out. It's like a, like a Zinch version of an Alpha Strike, you know what I mean? Just yeah, melt something from eighteen inches away. <laughs> that's, that's that's what this army does. It, Everything that's like every every cool damage spell, every missiles attack, all has an eighteen inch range. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, 
Uh, the Zinch Firestorm is shorter. Yeah. That's nine inch, but th- yeah. that one, you know, on a two plus, it takes D3 mortals. They've all got this arcane tome. So the Fate Skimmer, yeah. the Flux Master, and the Change Caster, mm-hmm. all once per game, if they fail a roll, they can just re roll it. It doesn't even say that, it just says you can re roll a casting roll. Yeah, once per battle, you can re roll one casting roll for this unit. If you do so, add three to the new casting roll. So you don't have to fail it. You can literally just roll a dice. I'm just going to re roll it and roll three dice. And, and just I get to re-roll it, boom, and add three to it. And that's my now. That's my casting rule. Yeah, that's taking a risk. But I suppose if you yeah. just barely cast it, and you're like, nope, I really need this to happen. I'll take it and yeah. I'll get a plus three. Yes. And they, you know, I like you know the fate skimmer with the with the big burning chariot, eight yeah. wounds. Yeah. Then you go down to a zinch disc, six wounds. Then you six go back wounds. to foot, five wounds. Yeah. All four up saves on all this stuff too. It's nice. Yeah. Well, Changeling's only got five wounds, but you know, he yeah. nobody's ever attacking him because he's always somebody else. See, that's a he's so he's such a weird unit. I don't know what I was looking at him the other day. He, and I think the best thing that he does is he's a cast two unbind two wizard, and he's and he's not that expensive. He's no. one. He's one sixty. Yeah. So he's twenty points more. Then your guy in foot, and he gets an extra cast, which is pretty good. You know, I mean, his his abilities are you can like you can like set him up within your opponent's territory, more than three inches from all enemy units. I mean, that's cool. But but what's he going to do when he's over there? But what he can do is he can pick an enemy within nine, and you can subtract one from hit rolls and have their movement, which is. Which is cool. And that's in the enemy hero phase, and it's that's yes. until their until your enemy's next hero phase. Yeah. So I that's that's a great little bit that I can I can if I'm near you. Yeah, which you're gonna be. Yeah, I can mess you up and the start of your turn. I can wait and see what's happening. Right, but you're um, basically. I mean, you're basically spending a hundred and sixty points or whatever this guy is. Which I just he's. One uh, one eighty, no one sixty. You're basically sacrificing one hundred sixty points of your army to do that. Well, you also got two spells. He does have two spells. I mean, I'm not saying he could. He could probably, and when he pops up there, you know, boing, you know, jumps up high, and he can blast you with two spells, and then he stands there, and then he gets annihilated, and you're. Enemy's hero phase. Well, no, but your enemy's turn. The the problem is, no, it's not. You can't. You can't do that in the beginning. Uh, You can do. You can mess up your enemies on their turn. Yes, but you're not casting any spells that first turn with him. Well, it says. Well, after deployment, before before the the first first battle, he comes off the table. At the end of your movement phase, he goes on the table. No, no. It says, at the end of your first movement phase. Yeah. Yeah, That's when you set him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So he doesn't get the cast because he's not there. Yeah. Right. Yep. But you don't have to get in real close either. you got to be more than three inches away. You can drop him in the back to cause havoc other ways. Yes. He's, he, he's, I think he's worth the 160 is what I'm saying. I yeah, think he's he, a cool hero. And for, two spells for 160 is a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. Because I, a I lot agree. of these guys... I, that's, that's why I think his main asset is, is he gets a two cast two dispel wizard. I mean, Fate Master uh, Monster Guy, he you know he's one forty. Yeah, uh, yeah, that change caster. Mm-hmm. He's one forty. Yeah, 
And he's a one spell bro. Like I said, I just feel like the change right. that extra spell is pretty worth it. But the change caster's got the pink fire of Zinch, and I think that spell is It is great. And he's a monster. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying that. And you know why he, of course he's a monster. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because Zinch demons are not mm-hmm. only very magical, but sometimes yeah. it's very their their stuff is very convoluted. <laughs> and there that's where it is. Oh, oh God. All right, uh, Blue Scribes are another hero that they have as yep. a Zinch Wizard. I love yep. this model. Yeah. I absolutely love this model. Uh, it's I, I'm surprised it only had five wounds with the four-up save. Yeah. Um, because there's the two of them, and there's all the stuff they're doing with. Um, I was, you know, it's the one spell. Mm-hmm. But um, I like that. Uh, I like their frantic scribbling. Yeah, that's cool because they can get fate dice. Yeah, so basically, y- your enemy casts a spell, you're already getting a fate point. But mm-hmm. if you cast a spell near them because they're quickly writing them down, on a three up, you get another one. Yeah. That's not bad. Mm-mm. And then they know all the spells from both lores. Yeah. And. Uh, once once in each of your hero phases. Mm-hmm. You see, you don't make a casting roll. You just read a scroll of sorcery. You just roll on two up. And it can't successfully cast, can't be unbound. So. Well, see, and that's really crazy because I keep reading yeah. this going, so wait a minute. Once in each of your hero phases, when yeah. they, they only can cast one spell. Yeah. And I don't think, and they can't be given anything to there's no way to give them more spells. No, I feel like they wrote that in there just in case somebody finds out some way to give, let them yeah. give them another one. <laughs> Be- yeah, because I was going to say, because they they can't take things because they're named characters. Right. But maybe there's like a house rule or something that yeah. says, there's an arcane nexus in the middle of this battlefield. If you're near it, you could cast an extra spell oh, or something like true. that. Oh, that's true. That's you know all what I mean? sorts of stuff that could do that. Yeah. You're right, you're yeah, right, you're yeah. right. Yeah. So... <sighs> Once in each of your hero phases, when they attempt to cast a spell, no casting roll, two up, mm-hmm. cast and can't be unbound. Right. So, so these guys are getting a spell off basically every turn, and they never yeah. have to roll. No. And they know all the spells. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. So this is like the guys you use to cast Shield of Fate. Right. You know, if you don't want to bring mortals, you, you lose scribes. It, but it, and it's even. I mean, they know. Uh, they know. Uh, what is it? They know the fire arcane. The they know the fireball and the shield spell too. Yeah, arcane bolt, arcane mystic yeah. shield. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's just the thing that needs to happen. Yeah. That's just. I like. See, I like the blue scribes even more now. Yeah, and they're cool. They're a buck sixty. Yes. I might pick them over the changeling. Just because they they're only one spell, but it's always mm. going to happen, or right. almost always going to happen. Up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you figured it's on it, on a two up, so it, it, maybe once per I mean, once per, per game game they might miss on average. Should, yeah, yeah. That's just that's great. Yeah, it's cool. That's great. Um, let's. Are there any more demon wizards? I don't think so. I think we covered them all because we kind of glazed through the, the the trifecta of those guys yeah 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 that's a lot though it is that's three four five six seven yeah seven wizards 
The first seven characters are all wizards. And then yeah. they got the chaos spawn just dropped in the middle of all these I know, I know, I know. Movement 2D6. Yeah, now, what I like one. is if he's near a wizard, he's only got five wounds, but uh, he gets all of his wounds back if he's near a wizard uh, that successfully casts a spell that's not unbound. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> If he just, you know, he lives long enough, he just gets his wounds back. Magic just keeps keeps him alive. Can you, I'm trying to see, can you even, do they give points for chaos spawn? Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he, I think he's, uh, he's pretty uh, cheap, actually. I don't even think he's in there. Is he not? Oh, my so what God. Is he, is he a Zinch chaos spawn? Oh, there he is, 85. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought he was in here. He's eighty-five. Yeah, why? You, I why? I think a generic one's fifty. Yeah, why are you? Why are you buying one of these? I, I don't know. But things can turn into them, so you gotta have a couple in your in your in your box yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Random uh, movement amount two d six movement two d six attacks. It's just oh, yeah. Their a main mess. Re- their, their main reason is just to screw you up. We'll we'll talk about that when we start going over the. Chaos right. spawns shenanigans. So have the horrors gotten different? Are the horrors no, different? No, they're they're the same. So they're still stupid. Yeah, they split and split again. Oh, they did. Say, oh no, wait a minute. Didn't they you used to have options? They still do. They're split and split again. And what's or, the other? One? Or petty uh, vengeance. That's petty it. Petty vengeance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, nobody picks. Ro- nobody picks petty vengeance. Unless, yeah, not not that I've ever seen. And these guys are awesome, normally, but in the land of Galician veterans and bounty hunters, they kind of suck right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they just get mowed down. <laughs> it's terrible. So I go back to my dumb question because I, I don't know things. Mm-hmm. Um, if... Each time a blue horror is added, um, huh? Oh, adding and removing. Okay. Yeah. Here's my question, and I'm just not certain how this exactly works. What happens if I come in, and you've got a unit of ten pinks? Yep. And I manage to come in and win one swift attack. Manage to do. Oh, you know what? It wouldn't work, though, because the way it works, we roll them all together, but each attack is actually individual. Yeah. I'm just saying, if I wipe out all 10 pinks oh, yeah. and you take them all off, then there's because the blues have to be put in near where the pinks are. If there's no uh-huh. pinks, yeah. then are then the blues show up. But of course they do, because if they didn't, yeah, that would be one dumb. For one. It's one for one, yes. If you kill all 10, 20 blue horrors pop up. Yeah, okay. So it's not like if I kill all 10, there's no place for them to pop up because they have to pop up near a pink. Somebody asked me about that, and I was just like, wait, what? And, yeah. I, you know. And you kill, then you kill 20 blue horrors and 20 brimstones pop up. So that's 50. So it's actually 50, 50 wounds. It's 50 wounds, yeah. Which is where Shield of Fate comes in handy. Which is? Five up ward save for these dudes. Why do you need it when you've got 50 flipping wounds? Because it makes them last even longer. And you are the God-blessed player that people... God. You are sometimes... Right? Sometimes you are the worst. You are that guy. <laughs> I just want to say... Well... You are that guy. 
in the land of Galician veterans and bounty hunters, you yeah. need that. You need that to make these guys stick around. Okay, I'll okay, I'll give you that. I'm just trying to look for the where the pink horse. I, I got hit by a unit of ten brutes at the Chicago Grand Tournament last whatever weekend ago, a couple weekends ago, into a, my unit of twenty plague bearers that had fleshy abundance on that. Sixty wounds. Yeah. Ten had, models had, for two hundred fifty wounds for two hundred and fifty yeah, points. Right. So I got hit by that unit. I had plus two save on them from the Scrivener and Mystic Shield, and I had seven plague bearers left after I got hit by that bounty hunter ten brute unit. You know how many wounds that is? That's insane, dude. <laughs> yeah. I had so, I had twenty. I had sixty wounds. I had seven left. So here's my question. Yeah. If I go in and you got 10 pinks and I come in with some big blender thing Uh and I do 25 wounds and you only save six. Okay. 10 pinks go away. Yep. 20 blues. So 20 blues get put in there. Do Mm -hmm. I keep piling wounds on then? Yeah. Okay, so if I wipe so those other nine wounds, then I'm so then I would take away nine of the blues and replace those with, with nine brims. Nine brims. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But still, man, it doesn't seem like I mean, f- two hundred and fifty points. That's fifty wounds. That's fifty points per every ten wounds. Yeah. Whereas you, I mean, if if you're looking on a purely wound scan, I know they got a six up save. Nobody has to remind six. me of this. Yeah. It just seems like, dang, that's still a good deal. It seems like that's it's, still... It, it, I mean, it's great. It's really, really good. Normally. And they'll be great again. You'll start seeing them again when Galician Veterans Bounty Hunters goes away. No one's... I. I Nobody's taking them? No, because they just get destroyed. They, they, they have a six-up save. That's it. And and then there was no way to make it any better before. But normally it was just it was so hard to wade through them. Now it's easy. You just huh. You just a couple of rounds and they're dead. Interesting. Because they're you know. But the shield of fate though will help them. Okay. It just it seems like such a good deal. Like even I mean just you know I don't know. I mean it's I mean it's good. It's it's still good, but they're they're. Only because of bounty hunters are they easier to kill right now. But that will change. That will change when we get a new General's Handbook. I mean, it's... I mean, a unit of 10 pinks. Mm -hmm. What are iridescent horrors? That's the champion. That's the champion of the pink pink horrors. Okay, iridescent horror. He gets... uh, he gets a lot better stuff than his guys. Six attacks with the magical flames? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. But still, even a unit of 10, 30 attacks. Well, fives by fours, I guess. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just they just still seem like... They, they, are, they are an excellent unit when they're not getting double damage against them <laughs> in... Yeah, I guess from bounty going hunters from right damage now. one to damage two. Yeah. Oh God, it's brutal. It's terrible. I see. And the only you're... reason, and the only reason I mean, plague bearers did any good at all at the tournament is because they have a five up built in ward save. 
They, okay, and, I can and, see and, that. And, I can see and, that. And they're two wounds each, and I can make it three with fleshy abundance. So they just stick around even against bounty hunters. That's about, you know what I'm saying? Cause okay. They're, just, they're plague bearers. They, can just, they have two wounds each. Well, that's what they're supposed to do. Forward. That's exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah, that's what and, plague bearers are supposed to do. They just, yes. they just, they're not, they, their offense isn't awesome, but right. God, they're hard to kill. They are hard to kill. And horrors are supposed to be this big tar pit that's supposed to be hard to wade through. But right now it's easy to mow them down. Interesting. Right. All right. Um, you know what? Why don't we do this? Let's finish up the Zinch Demon stuff. Yep. Oh, we didn't get all the wizards. Oh, we got the Cursling, the, the Gaunt, Gaunt Summoner. Summoners are still here. Well, I guess he's a he's a demon, I guess. Well, well, it says he's Zinch both. and he's Demon. Both. He's both, isn't he? Yeah. No, he's just yeah, Demon. It's not Kyrick or Human. He's They're demons. Yeah, I guess so. So there's two more. So, yeah, but okay. Um yeah. I guess let's cover all the monsters and excuse me, and then we'll go to them since we seem to be going in order. Oh, now I got the hiccups. What is wrong with me tonight? <laughs> I am. I don't. Maybe it's, I haven't been up this late lately. But good gravy. Okay. Um. Burning chariot. Yep. It's got six wounds. Four yep. up save. Um, is that good for a chariot? Is it an actual chariot? It, it's a chariot. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't have. It, uh, it doesn't really have a uh, an impact hit, right? It's, fa- it's fast. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of attacks, but it's not that hard to kill. Yeah, see, that's what it seems like. I mean, it, it's right. it's got all these things, right? So it's it's got thirteen attacks in melee and four yeah. and four in uh, four ranged attacks. Right. I mean, one is not great but i feel if you're going to take one then you're going to want to take yeah if you're serious about using it you take a big like a unit of these things well it's a buck 80 for a unit of one yeah and and it can be battle line well i mean they used to be yeah they can be battle line and they actually used to be a you could take a unit and you can't do that anymore because you used to be able to cast fold reality on them and get your unit back (laughs) Oh wow! Yeah, but you can't do that anymore. So, yeah. Well, it doesn't say it's a single. It's a unit of one. Yeah, but I'm saying, can't you? No, unit size one. Right, but can't you? Can't you add to no. that? I mean, no. you get well. I mean, with your mm-hmm. when you in in enforce units, like if you were going to take twenty Kyric acolytes, you take ten, or you could take twenty. You could take two, couldn't you? Uh, it's not listed as a maybe. single, so you could have a unit of two for three hundred and sixty points. You could, you could reinforce have a unit it because it's and it's battle technically battle line. If general is a fate skimmer, you could have a unit of three. Hmm. I didn't think of that for five hundred and forty points. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean, you could, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. If it's battle line, you can reinforce it twice. If it's not, you can reinforce it once. You could have a pair. Yep, you're right. Yeah, so then you could cast fold reality on it still. Right, and if and couldn't you do the thing, uh, the revive in the hero, uh, the hero of the ability to to roll sixes for the unit and see if you bring some back. Oh, the rally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, it's worth a shot. You got one on a six. This guy comes back. I mean, it's yeah. you know, I mean, if if you like these models that much, I mean, if you like this unit, does seem to have a lot of stuff going on for it. I don't know that I would reinforce it that many times. I probably wouldn't waste the hero move on it, but yeah. I'm just saying it's options there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Screamers and Zinch are just cool. Yeah, I mean that's kind of a staple in most people's armies. They move sixteen. Yeah, which is bonkers fast. That's good. Three, they, they, three for a hundred. Yeah, that's good. They they lost their ability to do D three uh, wounds <laughs> to monsters. They don't do that anymore. But so, do you take a unit of three of these for a hundred, or do you take an eighty-five point spawn? Oh, I go screamers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, three yeah. attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. A unit yeah. of three of these. That's yeah. not bad at no, all. It's excellent. And then you got flamers and exalted flamers. Mm-hmm. And um, exalted flamers make the regular flamers better, like they used to. Do they? Mm. So the flamers get an extra attack if they're within nine of an exalted flamer. Oh, yeah, okay. Add yeah. one to the attacks characteristics of the warp flame. So it's their missile attack. So they go to four. How many now flamers have are two per... Flamers and their are, units of three. Yeah. So, okay, two wounds apiece. Mm-hmm. Like it they're becomes squished. a dozen attacks, threes by fours. Yeah. They're pretty squishy and they're expensive. Yeah. But this is, if you want to be in that one at that one group, the one, because mm-hmm. uh, we did skip there. Uh, yeah, I think they got an extra point of armor, actually, the flamers. They went from five to four. Nice. I but think. if they're in that eternal conflagration, like you were talking about, Anything yep. with warp flame, billowing warp flame, or magical flames, which yep. basically covers, I wrote it down here. Covers flamers, exalted flamers, and uh, pink horrors. And burning chariot, change caster, and flux master. Yeah. They yeah, have those their, too. Yeah, magical flames. Yep. So you've got the heroes, because they have billowing warp flame and magical flames. Yeah. Yep. So you could literally take those as your heroes. Uh-huh. And these guys is that, and just be like, well, now everybody gets what all the, all those missile weapons get plus one rend. Yeah, that's kind of good. It's good if you want to play an all shooty zinch army, right? Which I that's what I used to play, and then it got it was really good at the beginning, and then it got progressively worse as Mystic Shield and all out defense got added. Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got a Gaunt Summoner, and we got a Gaunt Summoner on a disc. Gaunt Summoner on a disc has one extra wound, up to six from five, and he can move 16 instead of five, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, they both can uh, cast two spells. Yep. They both add one to casting, dispelling, and unbinding rolls, and know all the spells from the lore of fate. That's, see, these guys are, this is another yeah. thing that's just. These guys are cool. I love the. To go on summer on disc model. That guy's awesome. The models are great. Now they ain't cheap. Oh, They're two thirty five and two seventy five. Yeah, that's because of their ability. Yeah, I know all the spells. I ca- mm-hmm. I'm a double caster. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what? Lords of this once per battle at the end of a phase. Yeah, pick an enemy hero within nine uh, that made an attack that targeted this unit. Mm-hmm. Or caused any mortal wounds to this unit with an ability or spell in that phase, even mm-hmm. if they were negated. Mm-hmm. Roll 2d6. If it's higher than the wounds characteristic, it's removed from play. 
Yeah. It cannot be returned if you're allowed to bring back slain models. It has not been slain. It has been removed from because it's been it's been sucked into the silver tower. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. He's like he's a guest of the silver tower now. Um, the only th- issue I have with this is it forces you. Well, it doesn't. It, if you want to use this ability, you've got to move this guy close. Well, and he's got to have taken damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it has to be within nine inches that made an attack that targeted this unit. Yeah. Or caused mortal wounds to this unit with an ability or spell. Yeah. And like a, I think in like in like a two K game, I wouldn't use that ability. I'd try not to. But in a lower point game where you're kind of you know, there's not that it's not going to be all these heavy hitters wandering around. You've got this guy as like your general for your Zinch army. Then I think that ability would be a little bit cooler because you you know. And well, here's uh, my question, mm-hmm. and this is once again because it, it throws an or in there. Yeah. So a hero within nine inches that is within nine inches and made an attack that targeted the unit in that phase, mm-hmm. or caused any mortal wounds to the unit with an ability spell in that phase. Yeah. So is it within nine inches? I and, believe so. Okay, I'm just so they both both the and and the or. They both have to be within nine inches. I believe so, yeah. Okay, so if you're getting hit by an ability or spell from 12 or 18 inches away, you don't get to use it then. Am right. I correct? Okay. Yeah. Let's see. They both and, have the silvered portal as well. Yes, that's their other thing they do. God, that's, um, this is another cool thing. Go over this. Yeah. So after you deploy the unit, um, so when you set up another Zinch unit, you can say that you can, you can uh, set it up in the silver tower. So you can put two units that way in the silver tower. So the end of one of your movement, any of your movement phases so later, you can set up one or more of these units on the battlefield, holding within nine of this unit, and more than nine from all enemy units. So <clears throat> they got to be out by the within the first three turn, battle yeah. rounds, right? So you just whiz this guy up a flank, and then two units of ten pink horrors jump out. And what's interesting is if you have a couple of gaunt summoners. You could, yeah. you could. Let's say you had two of them. You got four guys up there. Mm-hmm. You can pull all four down on the same guy. It doesn't have to be two for two. See yeah. what I'm saying? If you had, yeah. like, if you were playing crazy gaunt summoners, I got three gaunt summoners on the table. <laughs> I yeah. put six guys in space. Sure. They all come out. Now they have to fit around <laughs> yeah. him, and that's the tight squeeze. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, he can run up, and suddenly you're dropping a, a battalion. <laughs> yeah. Next to you, like plop, here it comes. Let's yeah. do this. That yeah. could be kind of cool. Yeah, because then you know, especially if it's like pink horrors, then they can then all within range of like their magical flames. You could just unload, you know. Yep. And then uh, they they have their infernal flame spell. Mm-hmm. Cast on the seven twelve inches. Pick an enemy unit. Roll a die for each model in the unit. Each five up takes a mortal wound. If yeah. the unit is a monster or war machine, roll five dice for each model instead of one. Yeah, that's well. That's cool because those are single. Those are always single model units. So yeah, you're going to get at least five uh, dice for that. It's still five ups, but you know, yeah, you're just wiping out a third of somebody's unit with the. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. The, you know, I it's I keep looking at this, and I feel like the biggest problem you'd run into 
mm-hmm. is running out of things to cast. Well, you know, you can cast a spell even though you're out of range. No, no, I'm talking about I've got, I can cast seven or eight, or eight spells or nine spells because I got all these silly wizards on the table. Yeah. And like, I'm just, I'm worried that they'd run out of things they can cast because once it's been cast once, you can't cast it again is what I'm saying. True. I mean, but each wizard generally has their own spell, their war scroll spell, and then there's arcane bolt, mystic shield, and then there, you can always cast the realm spell. Oh, that's true. There's yeah. So there's there'd be plenty. You can't. You'd have to be playing a really large game to have enough spells being cast. Yeah. Although once you've called in two more lords of change <laughs> for another four spells, see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's just a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I could see that happening. Now we've gotten through all the demons. Yeah. We haven't gotten to the humans yet. We're gonna take a break. It's been over an hour depending on how much I edited. <laughs> and uh, we should def- we should definitely take a break. So okay, cool. let's do that. We'll be back, and then we'll t- cover the mortals and-, and try to wrap up most of this. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. we are and oh here we go okay you found it simultaneous effects all right what's it say okay if the effects of two or more abilities will be applied at the same time in a turn the player whose turn is taking place applies the effects of their abilities first one at a time in the order they desire their opponent then does the same see if the uh, hold on if the effects of two or more abilities will apply at the same time other than during a turn the players roll off, the winner applies the effects of the abilities first, one at a time, in the order they desire. Their opponent then does the same. Contradictory effects. When the effects of two or more abilities are contradictory, the last one that was applied takes precedence. The same, the effects of some abilities are applied when a dice roll triggers them. For example, the effect of an ability might be triggered if the unmodified hit roll for an attack is six. A triggered effect is applied immediately after the roll that triggered it, 
If two or more effects are triggered by the same roll, only one of those effects can be applied. The player who made the roll must pick which effect is applied. There you go. Okay, so that is contradictory because one says it happens, one says it doesn't. Yep. And it's under triggered effects. And it's what rule applies. Yeah, it says so it says if two or more effects are triggered by the same role, only one of those effects can be applied. Okay, that's why. Mm-hmm. So that's why it happens. Because you do have to pick the order, but when they actually say the opposite. Yeah. Oh, so if only one can happen. Mm-hmm. You have to pick one. So that's, and, the player, and the player who made the roll gets to pick. Okay, so the triggered effect does those two things, but the triggered yes. effect doesn't happen because part right. of it in there is contradictory. Yeah, I think so. It just, I mean, it's not that big a deal. He gets to cast an extra spell. In this army, there's so many spells being thrown around. And if you want to burn fate dice to make sure that stuff happens and stuff like that, I guess mm-hmm. be my guest. But Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, I freaked out over nothing, it turns out. And I was wrong, and I still freaked out over nothing. You made it sound so nefarious. Why is it? It is. I don't know. It's pretty tricksy. It's pretty tricksy because it involves you knowing about the contradictory and triggered effects rule and piling cult demagogue and arcane tome on the same dude. You know what it is, though? I got it. I've played with you. We've known each other long enough where I know that you love to find the, this is the stuff you love to find. You like to find that thing and then you put it in your army and then you just multiply it by three or four to make sure it happens. Yeah. And so when you say it, it sounds so much worse (laughs) just because I'm so used to you being like the, I found the Trixie broken. Here we go. And I was, honestly, it is kind of, it is Trixie and it is almost Trixie. The ex- yeah, getting an extra spell off is casting is, three spells with a hundred and forty-five point dude is pretty awesome. Uh, the magister, well, the yeah. magistrate foot is a hundred and twenty points. Casting three spells with that guy. That yeah, that is yeah. I it's guess pretty that's good. pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. So he casts one. The thing gets him to cast the extra. Where does he get the third one from? Arc- Arcane tome. Oh, that's right. Okay, the arcane tome. That's right. Yeah. So that's yeah. where you get the three. That's right. You're using the artifact slot. So right. yeah. Okay. So now that now that my head is clearer, <laughs> if you want to spend points on him and spend your artifact right. on him, and he's your general, and he's your general to get yeah. those, go for it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Knock yourself out. Wow. Mm-hmm. God. I should really learn the rule. You know what it is? We need to have a pre-show meeting where you explain this crap to me beforehand. Well, then we so have that to be organized. I know we'd have to be organized. Man, 2023, that's our year. 2023, the 13th year of Garage Hammer is going to be lucky 13. You like Skaven stuff. It's the year of the Horn Rat. It is. It's the year of the Horn Rat, and we're going to hit episode 300, and I'm go- <laughs> it's going to be a big change in this show. White Tech's going to learn rules and not or, make a fool of himself on the and air. And we're going to have a YouTube channel and a Twitch stream. Okay. After I already said that, that we're trying to put together after Olinor, you're going to add this on it too? <laughs> Now, you know what this is? We're going to just call this, we're going to change it from uh, Disciples of Zinch to Wish List Nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how many listeners we would get if we just did like every Thursday night from 
8 to 9, we do a Twitch live stream. It's just you and me. It's just you and me. It's going to be we, just I, you and me. There's your answer. Well, I don't know. Do, do you know? I don't, I don't know. I don't. And, you, and you say, here, we're going to do this, and we're going to talk hobby, and we're going to paint, and we're just going to BS for an hour. Join I would us. actually love to do that. If I, could, if I could commit to a time slot like that and just do that live right? or on a YouTube right? live, you know, well, that I would be cool. Do, I, think, I think you do it on Twitch, and then people log in, they watch a stream, and they ask us questions, and they... Yeah. One person one person monitors the chat, the other person hobbies and talks nonsense. I don't know. Well, considering how you paint just about you you are you are the most prolific of production assembly <laughs> one man assembly lines I've seen. Yeah. I'll be monitoring the chat because <laughs> Yeah. Because you got to you got to sit down for an hour and crank out half an army. Yeah, I could paint my five vigilors I got here. Good lord. All right, so what do we got next after the Magister? The Cursling, which this used to be a real... This was Village the Cursling. And yeah. Now he's just the Cursling. Now he's just the Cursling, poor guy. I like the lore of this dude, too. Hold on. Because yeah, cool. these guys cool. do play... And I know we haven't been talking about a lot of it, whether they play to the lore or not. Trust me, these guys do. Definitely. The only thing they can't do is be as ridiculously magical as the book says, because, you know, yeah. that's... That gets to be off the line, out of the line here. So mm-hmm. I love it. So the Cursling, they delve into the secrets of chaos. They make a uh, a pact, and yeah. a, a lump appears on them. Yeah. A tumor of forbidden knowledge it's made flesh. Over time, that lump will grow a mouth and begin to talk, whispering the secrets that the Cursling has given his former life to learn. Then the, the dimpled pallid skin grows to a ruff of scintillating feathers that forms an eyeless head in return for this solid <laughs> anchor of mortal flesh, binding it to the material dimension. It gives the cursing, the ability to tell truth from falsehood. Yeah. It can absorb and analyze spells of those who dally with magic nearby, allowing it to replicate and hurl back those same hexes. Just the knowing truth from falsehood thing and stuff. Like, this is an interesting. This I, I like the lore on this guy. Yeah. And so then he, you know, he's got five. He's got a three up save because he's wearing chaos armor. Yeah. He, now he's a, he's a cast two unbind two as well. Cast two unbind two, missile weapon, eighteen inch range, D six attacks, threes by threes, one rend, one damage. That's pretty good. And he's also got four D six yeah. plus four more attacks. I mean, and his, and his sword is good too. Yeah, he's threes, got threes, rend, one two damage. Yeah, and I mean, a changing uh, for he's another buck sixty. That's so cheap for this guy. Yeah. I can't believe this guy's only 160 points. So in here, if if he successfully unbinds a spell, mm-hmm. it can immediately attempt to cast Glean Magic, even though yeah. it's the enemy hero phase. If it's successfully cast, it cannot be unbound. Yeah. And Glean Magic goes off on a four with a range of 30 inches. Mm-hmm. Pick an enemy wizard within range. Pick a spell, the wizard's war scroll, that it is possible for this unit to cast and roll a die on a two-up. The caster knows that spell for the rest of the battle. Yeah. Spells that require the caster to have a specific keyword refer to a damage table or require an endless spell to be part of it cannot be picked for this ability. Right. So I got a question for you on yeah. this guy. Can if he because he's got he can unbind two spells. Does that mean he can cast glean magic twice? Uh, it says you can only usually cast 
glean mag- uh, a spell once in your hero phase. Yeah, but it's not your hero phase. I know. It's theirs. Yep. I have a feeling you could. I think you can. I mean, you can dispel too. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. That's two uh, more fate my, points. Here, That's two more fate points. And I'm casting those spells in your turn. So do I still get my spells refreshed? Because that does that that doesn't count towards my limit of two casts. No. Does it? No. No. Because no. it's weird side stuff. Yeah. So I can cast two, and you're basic, and then I can cast these things to, to counter you and yours. That's yeah. That's a. I like the model. I like the idea mm. behind it. The only thing is, they keep saying you could, you could, you could sense, you know, the truth, you know. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, what is that? There's nothing about that in the rules, although it sounds really cool. And I'm like, oh, then yeah. it didn't have anything. Yeah, we about it. kind of. We kind of gleaned over. Another guy who kind of do that with steel spells is the Lord of Change, the Spell Thief. Yes, Bro, that thing is crazy. You can steal somebody's endless spell. Yeah, you just dispel it. So instead of dispelling, you steal it, and then the Lord of Change controls it now. Yeah, that is amazing. So if your Lord of Change is the guy who actually dispels a endless, endless spell, spell, it's yeah. not dispelled. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's so good. It is good. It's really, it's just, you know, because I'll, if, because if I want to cast all my spells on my turn, I'll just let it go at the end because I don't yeah. have, you know, I just, boof, it's gone. Right. Because, because what you could do is you could just let somebody, well, I guess you wouldn't want to do it. You'd want to dispel it in your turn and then take control of it. Yeah. That way you wouldn't waste a, on a spell in your turn on binding it. Uh, whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then you got the magister on foot, who's the magister on the on the thing, except he's got one less wound and he only yeah. moves six inches. He, yeah. And this, and this and this guy's spell is he can uh, bolt of change where he turns stuff into chaos spawns. Yeah, the magister. Yeah, he's got the yeah, yeah. on a seven. He's turning people into chaos spawns. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's. Uh... It's my boy Vard- Vordimus. I know you love him. He's he's uh <laughs> he's the underworld's guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes he is, isn't he? Yeah. He's part of the eyes of the nine, right? Yeah, he's just an arc he's just an arcanate on foot. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, Fate Master. Uh six wounds, three up save. This is the old this is the old like just yeah. it looked like the Zinch guy on a disc, but this is that old Zinch wizard. Well actually the he was Chaos all, he, Wizard. This is actually a this is actually a um he was like a chaos lord on disc, I think, when he first came out ages right, right. ago, and then they turned him into just like a hero on a disc. Yeah, he became a generic hero. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he this was guy's this, awesome. Yeah, this guy is sweet in this army. The stuff that he does, uh, his Lord of Fate rule is bonkers. It's all I love all the guys who got the chaos armor on because these guys wind up getting their three up saves. <laughs> yeah, you know, here's the Arcanite hero, six wounds, three up save. He's got. So he's got three attacks that are threes yeah. by threes, one rend, D3 damage, and then D3 yeah. attacks that are only fours to hit, threes, right. one rend, D3 yeah. damage. That's pretty good. There's a potential for a lot of hurting to happen here. Yeah. But the best thing he does is Lord of Fate. Plus one to wound for attacks made by friendly disciples of Zinch units wholly within nine. And it's not, and it's not locked to mortals or demons. Nope. And so he's wounded on twos. 
And it's on, yes, and it's on shooting and melee. But he's wounded on twos. He is. He is personally, yes. That's, I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more about like giant units of horrors shooting magical flames at you. Oh, sure. Or, or flamers blasting you from 18 inches. Or if you bring this guy in into your, uh, what was I thinking? What was the, uh, I'm looking for the, I'm looking for the rule here. If he's in your eternal conflagration. Yeah. Because all those guys, that's all their missile attacks. Yes. Uh, and they've got all that stuff that's, you know, that we're we're spending that to get the plus one rend. Now you're getting also the plus one to wound. Right. So the best you can do on flamers I think, is you get them rend one with eternal conflagration. You have them close to your uh, exalted flamer. So now they got an extra attack. They're close to your fate master. Now they got plus one wound. And they're all shooting at a unit that got nailed by pink fire or zinch. That's like the best you could get with like a, a flamer like yeah, attack probably. against a unit. I mean, that's pretty good. And you could go all out attack on your flamers. Yeah. Right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. So you're hitting on twos. With you're hitting up we got four attacks, hitting on twos, wounding on threes with rend one. And well uh, you can't because you can never add more than plus one to hit, right? Right. Right. So But uh, having plus two to hit is always good to negate their minus ones to hit. True. I mean, hey, I mean, if you got it, make sure it's you can. If you can bag it up, go ahead. You know, yep. may not yep. need to, but it's nice to know it's there. Yep. All right, Ogrid thaumaturges. Those these are cool. Their lore yeah. is cool. They're pretty cool. Uh, big and beefy. Eight wounds, four up save, plus one mm-hmm. to hit and wound rolls for melee weapons. Um, if yeah, if, if you allocated any wounds to it, yeah, he's it's, like mad. He gets- yes. Twos. Yeah. Yep, so he's twos and twos with oh, all sorry, his I'm hits and again. all his hits and wounds are twos and twos. So he can he can throw out some damage. Yes, he can. I mean he's got nine attacks. Rend varies from nothing to two. Damage varies from one to three. It's it's there's a lot of potential. The stuff that does the biggest damage has less attacks, but it's right. still, it's like, okay, this guy, yeah, and he can cast an unbind, and he's got a spell. Right. Cast on seven, range of 18, pick an enemy unit, D6 mortals. For each model that's killed, heal a wound allocated to this dude. Yeah, so if you've got a hankering, you know, to make a melee guy... And you want to give somebody an artifact, this is the guy you give it to. <laughs> yeah. You know, you do like the time slip pendant so you can fight twice. That's one way to do it, yeah. Or what's yeah. the uh what was that thing that I that I liked that he had? Because he is he's an Arcanite. Mm-hmm. So oh Ambition's end or something like that. Uh he'd be, he'd be a good one to do that because he could charge up and just nail somebody or yeah, that's that's ambitions and is good. Um, secret eater. If the unmodified yeah. hit roll is a six, and oh, that's just rerolls destiny dice. That doesn't yeah, do much yeah. for. That doesn't do anything for. 
No, you kind of wanted. I think you'd want to do time slip pendant with him. Yeah, you could fight see, that's twice. weird. It's the it's the Zinch demons that get all the weapons. Yeah, yeah I know all that weapon. Those any of those would be great for him. Oh yeah, but he does. But, yeah, he doesn't have the keyword. I'm looking back on no, no, nope. Like this is not a guy that I'm going to give that artifact to necessarily. Mm-hmm. Oh well. I mean, he's kind of like just a missile, you know. Especially if you give him time slip pendant, you just like go. Yeah. He runs up there, but does some attacks. Hopefully, he lives. He gets to attack again, and then he dies. But he might not die because because he, he can cast that spell. Yeah, and start getting wounds back. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it he it's he can be. I I think that's a pretty cool one. Yeah. All right, now we got the Zangor. Yep, all the Zangor stuff. And there's five flavors. Yep. The basic, yeah, the basic Zangor has two wounds with a five-up save. Yep. And the Enlightened has three. These guys are cool. Enlightened on a disc has four. Skyfire's four. And then the Shaman on the disc has six. Yeah, the poor Shaman. He kind of got, no one's going to take him anymore. Poor Shaman. Really? No, there's no reason to. It, Before he was kind of like the, the guy who buffed your, enlightened and your skyfire. So now he doesn't do anything. Really? No, poor guy. I'm just looking for him to see how much he costs. A uh, buck thirty-five. He's cheap. Casting but... dispels one has a bunch of attacks. Uh, mm-hmm. Once per battle, he can cast an extra spell that gives him a plus three to casting. Yeah. Uh, pick an enemy unit and do D3 mortals for each model that's slain by a mortal wound. You can add one Zangor model that is not a Zangor champion or mutant to a friendly Zangor host. I mean, that's cool, but... Oh, he's oh he's tra- he's transmuting. He's changing yeah, he's tra- them into Zangors. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It is cool, but... What did he used to do that was he, so he, awesome? He used to make the Enlightened better. He used to give them, like, bonuses to hit. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I, I think the Zangor Enlightened on foot are where it's at. Okay, so the Enlightened on foot. These, oh, let's see. Let's take a quick look. They're cheap. Three for 95. Yeah. That is cheap. Cheap, cheap. That's only 10 points more than a than a spawn. Mm-hmm. So you get three, so there's nine wounds with a four-up save. Enemy units within three inches cannot receive commands. Which is amazing. Plus one to wound for attacks made by melee weapons by friendly units with this if you are taking Taking the the second turn in the battle round. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So plus one to wound if you're going, if you're second in the battle, but that, I mean, they wound on three, so that becomes twos. Yeah. So I think you'd, I think you take a bunch of these guys. That's not bad. A unit of three, uh, you know, three attacks, fours by three, one's rent, two damage for their mm-hmm. spear, and two attacks for rent. And like I said, that, that damage goes down to two. If you're going, or the wound goes down to two. If you're saying, yeah, they yeah. can get, they can, they can make some for ninety five. That's yeah, that's yeah. super cheap. Because you can double reinforce them, right? Uh, if they're battle Any- line. Oh, they're not battling. They are not. Can you not double reinforce them? You can only double reinforce battle line units. I'm 99% positive. In other words, I don't know. No, you're right. Uh, okay, it's good to be right once in a while. <laughs> yeah, so six of them. Just take six. Take two units of six. 
and make them bounty hunters right now, and they just unleash damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're cool. I like Skyfires now, too. Skyfires. Let's take a look at these. Uh, Ignore negative modifiers to hit or wound rolls for attacks made with missile weapons and ignore positive modifiers to save rolls for attacks made with missile weapons by this unit. Yes, you can't all-out defense against these guys. Oh. So no negative modifiers and no no bonuses to your saves. Right. So you you can make them all out. You can make them hit better, but you can't make your your opponent can't save better against them. Now this is three for one ninety. Yeah. And it's missile weapons. They you have one attack a piece. Yep. So you got to make them count. Fours by threes, one rend, d three damage. Yeah. So you're looking to. If you're going to take these guys, you're going to have to buy a Fate Master to go with them. In order to... Get the plus one to wound. Okay. Because you're going to all-out attack with them. You want to get the threes to hit, twos to wound, rend one D3 damage. Well, sixes to hit... Yeah. It it just does the D3 damage in mortals in the attack sequence ends. That's not bad. Yeah, so a unit of six, you'll get seven attacks because you have a champion. So that's pretty good. Hitting on threes, wounding on twos. You'll do some damage. And it's 24-inch range, which is sweet. It is a long range, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I say, I sort of combined with that with like some other shooting. Plus these guys are fast. 16-inch range. Yeah, that is fast. That's mm-hmm. really... That moves. Okay, yeah. we got two units left. Or yeah. two units that aren't the... the, the uh, the, the spells. Yeah. yeah, so the Zangor and Lightning on disc are just like the guys on foot, except they move 16 inches. Yes. It's really fast. Um, the babbling stream of secrets, I think, is something you can't really overlook either. It's like your, your enemy units cannot receive commands. Oh, that's right, because these are the guys who can see the past. These yeah. are the guys who see the past, and they, yeah. they tell all your secrets, yeah. and it it messes up your yeah. ability to fight. Yeah. It's oh, so that's, good. That's there's, a, there's so much all-out attack, all-out defense, you know, inspiring presence, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you're a a monster? I mean, is is that a command? Is that is a a monster rampage? Is that a command or is that just a thing you do? That's just a thing like in the hero that's just, phase that's for your hero. Yeah. yeah, so they do that. But, you know, you can't do any sort of command phase stuff. You can't even do, like if you charge a unit with missile weapons, they can't unleash hell on you. That's true. This is pretty interesting. Yeah. I like how the like they fit their lore. And I know yeah. we haven't talked much about it, but them only being able to see the past and it says how they will tell your secrets and mess up your battle line here. You can't receive commands because you're so right. distraught by what's being said. Whereas yeah. the Skyfires who can only see the future, they ignore all the negative modifiers and you don't get any positive bonuses to your saves because they know. And the no bonuses to your saves is cool because it actually mm-hmm. says in there how... Not only do they know where you're going to be, but they know exactly where to shoot it so that it gets through the chinks in your armor and gets right. to you. Yeah. That's clever. I like yeah, that. Cool. That's some yeah. rules writing that really fits the lore without being mm-hmm. heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, just, I really like how 
insanely fast they are. 16-inch move. And a 24-inch shooting? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, oof. What that's, is that? That's, a, that's, that's over a, three feet range from a, where they start to yeah, where they end. Yeah. They've a got 40, 40 inch threat range with these guys. Oh, that's right. Cause they have 24 inch shots. It's a 40 inch start. And so it's over three feet. That's all, basically, as long as you don't start them on the backboard edge, they can <laughs> yeah. get to the back. They can get to your backboard edge with their right. shots. Right. I mean, their melee is not great, but you know, well, they don't need to be because they're going to well, fly up and take shots. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we got here? Last got, things, the Zangors. And yeah, the, the Zangors. Yeah, so the Zangors, we already talked about their banner. Right. Um, these guys are just, they're just a good battle line unit. They're a solid battle line unit, I think. Um, they're, they're a little bit pricier than I would wish, but they do have two wounds each, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, they've got some nice little bits, other rules here. Mm-hmm. You can either take the para blades, which gives you an extra attack and a better chance to hit, mm-hmm. or you could take the blade with the shield. The shield, yep. Which is one less attack, uh, but you get a, oh, a six-up ward. Mm-hmm. And then plus one attack to their beaks uh, when they charge. Yeah. Which isn't bad. No. So yeah, and then like one in five, one in, one in five, yeah, gets a savage gray blade. Yeah, which has less attacks, but one rend and two damage. Mm-hmm. They they they're they, they seem kind of well rounded. Yeah, they're one seventy five. Yeah, so for ten, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's twenty wounds. Twenty wounds for hundred and twenty. You got these ten wound guys here. Yeah, the Kyric acolytes. Yeah. Um now they are a wizard. Yeah. If there's at least nine of them. Yeah. They only know the one spell. It goes off on a six, nine inch range. Pick a friendly Kyric acolyte unit wholly within range, which is yeah. m- often themselves. Themselves, yep. Uh and improve the rend of their sorceress bolts by one. So their eighteen inch range, one shot, fours by threes becomes one rend. And yeah. one damage, which is, you know, hey, I'll take one rend. Yeah. They can only cast that spell. Right. They can unbind, too, though. They can unbind. But they all. the only thing they can do is give themselves rend, and, but I'm taking that in a fate point. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they're for, honestly. Like, you see a lot of units that pay. They call it, like, the battle line tax when you're playing Zinch, where it's like, okay, I got to take three units of battle line so I can play this army. So here's my three units of ten acolytes. Oh, okay. And one in every ten gets the scroll. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, plus, plus one, one to cast. cast and unbind, so that now you only need a five to get off that their little sorcery spell. Mm-hmm. And this is becomes a thing. Am I going to get a fate point and get my one rend, or are you going to try to dispel this? This is the thing that nobody's going to try to dispel. Yeah, for sure. So giving yourself the one rend and a fate point is like a gimme on here. You know, mm-hmm. they're just going to try to kill a couple of units. Now, do you need to take twenty? I, I don't I, think so, unless you're unless you've got some specific idea where you just want to flood the board with bodies, right? Because I, you know, I mean, granted, then you're going to be able to cast that spell for a longer, but is it yeah. that great? You know, it's. Yeah. I'll just, just, yeah. You just don't, you just don't really, you don't fight with these guys. Yeah, they t- literally just hang around, cast their dopey spell, 
and shoot people with their stupid sorcerer's bolts and, and take for objectives. That, yeah, just take 10. Take multiple 10s then and just yeah. try not to get them killed if they are, you know, you're, right. you're a little screwed. But you can also put some back if... See, and there would be the reason to take the Zangor Shaman. You know, you're right. <laughs> well... Oh, no, because no, that's the Zangor turned, host. He, yeah. Yeah, he turns humans into Zangors. Yeah, sorry. He turns the humans into yeah. Zangors, not Zangors yeah. into humans. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my mistake. But still, I mean, it's, you know, it yeah. seems like there might be some cool stuff. And their, and their Volkark is cool. One in 10 gets the Volkark. Enemy wizard successfully casts a spell with an 18, which is pretty far. Yep. Roll a die and a four up. That wizard takes a mortal wound. Yeah. Dang. That's, you have three of these units just hanging out. I mean, think of that. You got three of these units hanging out next the Zangors, an enemy wizard standing over there. He's going to get blasted by the Zangors totem and chomped on by vultures. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or if you had a couple of units of 10 of these, if he got in close to both of them, because it says, yeah, if it's got, if an enemy wizard successfully casts a spell within 18 inches of a friendly unit that includes any Volkarks, roll a dice. Yeah. So if he's near two units, would he t- would it happen twice? Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, because sometimes it says it, it, yeah, within, yeah. A- yeah, within any units, but this doesn't say any units. Yeah, it says within a unit that has any Volkarks. Right. So it's not if any because when it says if any units are near him, then if multiple ones, right. it still it's, only it counts says, as all one. A friendly unit that includes yeah. any Volkarks. Yeah. So if you had three units with Volkarks, yeah, you could. I mean, you know, you've got them there. If this guy's trying to. Th- you're trying to bring some wizards up to cast magic. I'm just saying, like, it's just another thing that they can do. Right. I'm trying to look for what, because they're, they're... And they can do that when they're not wizards. They still have a function. Right. And these mm-hmm. things are, but I'm just looking at it's two wounds at a five-up save, one wound at a five-up save. Yeah. You know, this is your battle line. It, yeah. Like, what are, what little, what what juice can we squeeze out of this? And exactly. that seems to be like it. Yeah. All right. You know what? Let's, uh... Let's do these. Uh, yeah, let's do these spells. endless spells, and then uh, and you're excited about this. I'm going to let you take the lead on this because right. you're super jazzed, and uh, then we're going to wrap this up. So let's talk about from my least favorite to my most favorite. So let's start with the demonic simulacrum. So this is predatory and the spell moves nine flies. Uh, basically, it's just a damage spell. Uh, roll nine dice for the closest enemy unit within six inches. For each five up, you take a mortal wound. If it's a wizard, take a mortal wound on a four instead of a five. That's it. And the base on this thing is gigantic. Okay. Okay. It's kind of, you know, it's just a cast on a seven. Range 12. Moves nine. It's, it is what it is. Okay. Uh, Tomb of Eyes. So Tomb of Eyes uh, cast a five, which is nice. Um, and, it's a, and it's called Linked. So... The guy who casts it, as soon as he moves, this thing moves with him. It kind of hangs out next to him. So there's this thing's got a couple of functions. One is its ability. You can reroll casting rolls for the model that summons this end the spell, which is sweet. Um, it's got a spell, parchment curse, whatever. It does some damage on a three up, takes some D three mortal wounds. Sure, subtract a bravery. Okay, but the other thing that it does is it takes up space. And endless spells, you can move through endless spells, um, but you can't land on them. So what you do is this thing's linked to your guy, 
So you move your guy, you put him somewhere cool, whatever, and then you plop the Tomb of Eyes next to him, and it just gets in the way of your opponent engaging your squishy wizard. Oh, okay. So, so you're using the tome as since it fo- <laughs> since it goes with him, this tome sort of becomes a bit of a blocker. Absolutely. Okay. It's I don't know if that was intended to be like that, but that's what it does as a cast of five. So that's cool. And that parchment curse is cool. Yeah, it's cool. Well, Not I bad. mean, D three mortals. If it's a one wound unit and you kill two guys, their bravery goes down by two for the rest of the game. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's cool. And it, you know what? It it's just another spell that you get to cast. Like we were talking about, I don't have enough spells to cast. This Here you go. I just think this whole thing with the Tomb of Eyes, yeah, so it's this extra spell in the tomb, which is Tomb 1. See, now you got me doing it. <laughs> you got the Tomb. To- I'm going to kill you one of these days. Tome. There Tome. you go. Tome of Eyes? Tome. It's Tomb with is, is spelled with a B, and it's a place <laughs> you bury people. <laughs> Good gravy. Next, you're going to be saying Calvary, and then you're going to get fired. That's it. Uh, but this thing, think about that. Mm-hmm. Every turn, I can hit you for D3 mortals. Yeah. If I'm averaging two, I get two mortals off on you on the first turn. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's a one wound, you know, one wound models. So I managed to kill two models. Mm-hmm. Then, um, your bravery goes down by two. Sure. I get it next turn. If I hit you again, it's going to go down by another two. Okay. Down to a minimum of one. A bravery yeah. on some on some some horde unit that I can easily pick away at, and suddenly they're dropped down to a bravery of like one. Yeah. And then I can use a command point to automatically pass my inspiring. Person. And and if and if you have to save it to burn that. I've just now cost you one of your command points at all times because any I, a, any kills I, on that unit. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's. I just think I like bravery bombs, mm-hmm. and you're just handing me an extra spell when I'm looking for things to cast. Yeah, you know. Yep. I mean, you could you could set that up if you if you've got and, a, that, and, and then you use your enlightened, right? Your Zangor enlightened to charge that unit, and now they can't use a command. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, I've just put a guy in where you can't use a command point, and I've gotten right. your bravery down from a seven to a five, or right. a, a, on on the next turn now it's down to a three. Right. And I, you know, okay, I killed you know three models in mm-hmm. your in your horde, which is not unheard of in things like yeah. that. Yeah. And now everything you roll is, I mean, I I just, I, I love bravery bombs. They're not yeah, easy to get off all the right. time. So when exactly. you see one, that's so it's mm-hmm. it's right there. Yeah. All right, so let's go. You, I know your favorite's the Burning Sigil. Let's okay, do so it. The, so the Burning Sigil, cast of five, range of 18, uh, holy in range, more than an inch from all their models. And basically, at the end of your movement phase, you roll a dice for each unit, friendly and enemy, within nine of this endless spell. On a four-up, the unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. If any models were slain by the spell, before removing the first model slain, you summon a Zinch Chaos spawn to their army and set it up within three inches of the slain model's unit, then remove the slain model. So this thing just turns things into chaos spawns when it kills them. But it doesn't move. So basically, you set it up. You you use this one as your free one when you set yep. up the army. Just This thing just toss it out there, and you put it someplace where 
you don't want your enemy to go, and you just let it sit there. So it moves. It does wounds. It doesn't move. It literally sits there. Oh, okay, it's not. A, it's not a predatory. So it sits there. Anyone yep. that ends within nine on a four up, it takes D three mortals. If any models are slain before removing the first slain model. So I basically would pick the if there's more than one unit, I'm going to pick the unit I want to, yeah. to hit with first. If yeah. I kill a model in there, boom, a spawn pops up, and it's uh, no, I got a roadblock, and he's within three, which means yeah. he's going to be fighting yes. against that unit, and he right can away. fight. Yeah, okay, right. yeah, that so is pretty thing, cool. So this thing's just just sitting there messing people up. You know what I mean? You just you put it somewhere where your opponent wants to be. And you just stick this thing next to it. And if you don't like where it is, you've got so many wizards on your side. Use one of your spells and get rid of it. You know? Yeah. Let it go and, and recast and, it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and recast it somewhere else. You know, you you dispel cool. it and you, you you dispel it in your opponent's hero phase. That's right, because you can't just be like, okay, it's gone. You actually right. have to yeah. use do you do you have to use a dispel? You do. If you want if you're the one who cast you, it. Yep, so in your opponent's hero phase, you can unbind it. Kind of like the old thing that Stormcasts can do with the uh, the comet. Yeah, but so I have to unbind my spell that I'm keeping active, and I have to do it in your hero phase? Because you want to you be able to cast it again in your hero phase. Right, that's right, that's right. See, I, why do I remember, Maybe maybe it's way back... Uh, maybe when, when first they first came out, yeah, yeah, that you could just basically yeah. you just be like, okay, it's gone, yeah, like you yeah. just let it go, like I'm right. not, I don't want to, I'm, I, you know, it's it, yeah, but maybe mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. Once again, I should probably learn the rules. Right. Um. Um. It is only cast on a five, so it's fairly super easy. easy. It's, it's, but it's also fairly easy if your opponent to unbind it. But that's okay. Right. Go ahead and unbind it. Use one of your castings to get rid of it. Cool. That's and that okay. So we've gone through the whole list. Uh-huh. Okay, we're pretty much done with the book. I just now now we can talk about some of these things. Yeah, you're gonna have if you have the the right three or because I mean I play a pretty hero heavy game. Uh huh. If I've got four or five of these you guys, mm-hmm. I'm casting upwards of ten spells. In yeah. in a, in, a, in a my hero phase, yeah. I mean, if you got Kairos, a Lord of Change, and some Kyric athletes, yeah, and a, a magist and a man and a magister with the yeah little, with the little trick. Well, you don't that's even have three, to do the trick six, with the magister. Seven, there's that's so a, that's many a, cheap that's eleven. There's so many cheap two casters. You don't even need to go with the crazy trick. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> even without the tome. Yeah, he, the magister is still another two caster. He's not a two caster. Unfortunately. He's, but I'm saying he's one, and if you give him that, if he's got that thing, the cult then, demagogue. Yeah, yeah. You just make sure the first one's doubles, and you're getting a second spell off. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I mean, my armies. I'm never super magic heavy, and even if I was, I can dispel what two or three usually. Yeah. How do you even pick? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, right. I mean, I've played against like Lumineth Realm Lords, and they have, I don't know, they have a nine or ten castings per turn. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like okay, I only have one. I have one unbind. 
Well, and it's like, okay, guy. so I'm not using it against any of your guys that are making your sun metal weapons better because that's right. just, I'm going right. to stop one and the other three units are going to get right. it. Right. I'm literally waiting for the one where it's double command points. Right. Where, so, right. and you, and you, for, yeah. That's just crazy because, yeah. and especially if you've got something like that where I know I'm going to hold my dispel for that spell. Yeah. And they're holding it. And you're just casting at will, practically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know what's the real thing? And this is the type of stuff that, I, and and this this is the type of stuff that I would do because you and I here I am. I'm playing Realm Lords, and you're holding for that double command point spell. Mm-hmm. And I get to the end, and I'm like, you know what? I don't need it this turn. I cast something else, <laughs> and just yeah. really piss you off that you yeah. held it all that time yeah. for something that may or may not even get cast, right. or you're holding it for that whole thing. And so I'm throwing that as my last spell, and I just don't make the casting roll. Right, which is why sometimes I'm just like, you know what, this, the first spell you cast where it, you just barely get it off with like, you know, I need a five. Okay, I got it on a five. Right, I'm going to dispel that one. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's not yeah. a bad idea. You mm-hmm. just literally sit there and, and wait for a really crappy roll. Exactly. That's, that's usually how I, that's how I played my, um, my dispelling at the Grand Tournament with my one wizard. That's not that's not a bad yeah. plan because that's no. that was my big thing is what do you do yeah. what do you do with this army when they're just chucking magic around the board like it's mm-hmm. going out of style yeah I you mean, just have to I think you just have to know that the way you beat Zinch is you run up to it and smash it in the face in combat that's how you beat it that's what yeah that's that's kind of what I figured but mm-hmm. still wow wowie zowie yeah. <sighs> You got anything else you want to say about this? You got any specific listy things that you would build? Uh, or I mean, I I built the my you know my classic eternal conflagration army, and it's it's exactly what you think it would be. You know, it's you know it's just a bunch of flamers of Zeech with pretty much the combos we talked about. Okay, um, I I did build a different kind of list without a Lord of Change, and what, it's just, what what? Yeah, it's just a, it's like a massive amount of dudes um it's basically it was two fate masters change caster flamers exalted flamers six enlightened on foot six skyfires and then 10 zangors and two units of 10 acolytes and the burning sigil so basically it's like it's it's more of a because i when i played my eternal conflagration army and this is i think this is a guild of summoners army yeah you're just basically it doesn't have a ton of magic, but you'll get you'll get to nine relative you'll get there within the well, so here's first my turn question. or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know your eternal conflagration make gives you the uh Yeah, gives you all those bonuses, but I I played it a couple times against against some of the newer the newer books and it just it, honestly it just doesn't do enough right dam- doesn't do enough damage because so it, of it, mystic shield all defense all this stuff it's like it's you have to put so many things in place in order for it to work this uh, honestly <laughs> this book does i mean there it seems like there's a lot of this magic-y stuff happening mm-hmm. but it's like I, i'm looking for where's the punch coming from yeah, and there's not a lot of punch. There's a lot of magic, but not. Yeah. A, I, maybe I'm wrong. That's what it seems like. Oh no, you're right. But if you take that big army, mm-hmm. with you got a lot of, you still got a lot of casting, right? Yeah, in your big army, um, that you had no, no uh, lords of change in. Mm-hmm. 
You still got what in that? Like seven or eight spells? Yeah. Well, it's actually not that many, honestly. See, and I'm, but I'm still thinking. You know, if you're going to go that way, I'd still go with the Guild of Summoners. And maybe yeah. you're not getting a, you're not getting a Lord of Change on turn one, right? But you're getting one on turn two. Yeah, and I'm then you're getting more spells, so you you can probably mm-hmm. get two of these guys on the board, right? So I I found each like I tried to go the all shooting thing, and it just doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't it. There's two like like especially it doesn't work against things with heavy armor like stormcast or just tons of wounds like it's like Nurgle. It just doesn't work anymore, unfortunately. Gotcha. So you have to. I I went with a more all rounded army you know it's got a lot of bodies for taking objectives it's got a little bit of shooting it's got you know it's got a melee unit you know the zangor enlightened are good you know the fate masters can fly around and toss in their plus one to wound wherever they need it you know it's it's more of a it's more of an all-comers list which i think is better these days yeah I mean, you need a well-rounded list. I think you've mm-hmm. needed that for Age of Sigmar for a while. I, yeah, I, I still agree. feel that the best armies are the stuff that, you know, when you focus on that just one aspect in this game, especially with, you know, the strategies and all that, it yeah. kind of requires you to have a little of everything to get these things done. And it's a clever mm-hmm. way to do it is by right. making sure that you, all of these parts are needed uh, for a lot, you know, you don't need everything for every game, but you need everything for if you're playing several games. Yeah, exactly. So, is that it? I think that's it. All right. <sighs> we did a whole book in one episode. It's three hours. Yeah. You know. So, pl- kudos to you if you stuck it out for three hours. You false. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so- that Skeletor. <laughs> Uh, all right. We're going to put Nagash to bed. <laughs> and uh, before we go, of course, let's thank uh, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards yeah. for being sponsors and our Patreon patrons. Our associate producers, Jake C. and James Brown, our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patron, Nick Vincent. Thank you Whoa, all thank you. for being patrons and doing this show giving this show what it needs to keep going. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Next episode is episode 300. That's great. That's crazy. That's a lot of episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of episodes. There's guys who have weekly shows and guys who well, put out yeah. little shows. But, you know, honestly, twice a month for so many. I, I feel at the very least we've been consistent. Plus, we've had Garage Gamers and Garage World is happening on Patreon. Yeah. I got to get that edited and put out too. I haven't put out the uh, the third day of Gen Con. Come oh, on, man! Man, I got to get going. Come on, <laughs> man! Come on, bears! Okay, that's everything, man. I think that's everything. It is time. It is time to go and stop saying all the things we need to do. Yeah, and get What's, some sleep uh, so I can go do so something. So, episode three hundred, we'll do something, and then we've got Lumineth and Sons of Bayamet in the in the chamber. Yep. And what, what what did they say is coming next? The uh, ogres I just saw on Warhammer Community. Yeah, Slaves of Darkness. And Slaves of Darkness is coming. Yeah, so you know what? Our next four books are going to come up. Uh, and we're getting close to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big show. The big year the, show. The, the, okay. the Christmas. The, it's the Christmas episode because we release, got, you know, right around the 25th. So I got to start thinking about my top 10. 
top three, bottom three. Yeah. Honorable mentions and things, and we're going to try to get Rotor in on the show. Cool. Because that's his annual show up. That's honestly that's kind of my favorite show of the year. <laughs> it's just it, it's it's it it feels it's comfortable for me. Yeah. Like I never know what we're going to be doing here, but I know that the last I'm going to wrap up my year with that episode. It's going to be mm-hmm. you know us. Rotor comes on. He's been coming on. It's just fun for me. It's just fun to just talk about that type of thing. Nothing crazy just this is what i really loved this year this was yeah. what didn't work for me and here's why mm-hmm. so i'm excited so very cool all right and sorry this is so darn late it's literally oh god is it really it's almost two weeks but we have this and episode 300 they'll both be out before the end of october we'll have a beautiful halloween episode 300 yes all right until then folks only the faith oh. will be triumphant Hold on. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. Only the faithful know no despair, except in failure. Lord Sigmar! You are the worst! I got it. Dear Lord, yeah, you nailed it. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. 